For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans. We're cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It is Tuesday. It is 12 o'clock Eastern, and we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Welcome into three hours of power with the three amigos. Barrett Brooks is back and better than ever. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. First off, Barrett, how you doing, man? I know it was a little uh, little traumatic yesterday uh, The uh, for the process, the procedure. Bro, I felt like caca. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah. Right, right. We so had know. oral surgery for people who may not know. So it, yeah, I don't need yeah. to get too, too much detail, but it was uh, yeah, a, a little more than maybe you thought. Uh, yeah, well, it was a lot more than I thought because I had my, um, I, you know, I, I had a, um, a, uh, abscess, a post, no, a post oh. taken out where I had a crown. I had a post taken out where I had an implant. The implant broke and it Ooh. broke. And you know the, it broke the screw. I mean the the, the uh, screw that's down in there, and yeah. they had to take that out. And also, I had two wisdom teeth that were impacted that started hurting me like maybe three weeks ago, Oof. and it was killing me, man. So I was like, you know what, I got to get this this pain off. So you know, I told them about it um, two weeks ago, and they're like, wait, we'll just do it everything at one time. I said, oh, you need to put me to sleep. Well, if we put you to sleep, you know, you can't go to work. I was like, all right, well, don't put me to sleep then. And I was like. Let's go, let's go. So he shot me up. Man, I had must have had about fifteen needles everywhere. The ones that hurt the most are the ones at the roof of my mouth. Oh, they put uh, it at the roof. when they go up there. And it was two of them. Bam, bam, uh, at the roof of my mouth. 
and then they hit oh. the nerves down in the bottom of my mouth. I mean, it was it was oh. damn man. Yeah, bro. But it dude was good though. Dude was good because once you know, once I didn't feel anything, and like when he was taking my wisdom teeth, I have such big teeth. My my teeth are like this big, man. You know, I showed you guys the picture. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let me say something. I'm glad you brought that up. In half. Oh, he split the tooth Go in ahead. half, and then he yanked it both roots out, oh. went to the other side, split it in half, and then yanked the two roots out. And then they came and got the um, the uh, implant screw. Damn, <laughs> Speak, speaking of pictures, okay. Now, first of all, let me say that I checked up on my boy several times. He will, he will confirm this. I checked yeah. up on him a couple times last night. Make sure he was okay. But, Rob, yesterday as we were close to closing the show, <laughs> I get this video from Barrett. The first se sequence is you see the side of his face. He's got gauze inside his jaw. Look like Mike Tyson whooped his behind. Right? <laughs> then he pans down to a table, oh. and there's four teeth laying on the table. Like, did he get hit by a Mack truck? <laughs> but I'm no like, four I don't teeth, see were, this. They were at two teeth were one tooth. That they split in the half and pulled them out. That's the only thing. <laughs> what? So, so Barrett, so, so Barrett, just so you know, last night, yesterday after the show and this this morning, I'm telling I'm telling Rob and Xander, hey, I'm going to send you guys the video of what Barrett sent me. I don't want to see that. Oh, no, 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 thank you. That. You can have that all for yourself, guys. Well, we need to show that on the show just so they know I'm not joshing everybody. No, we believe you, dude. Xander, Xander, go ahead and put it on, Xander. Xander, go ahead and get it, man. Put it on. Oh, man. come on. We, we, we cover everything. Xander, yeah, I have that video. I don't, does Xander have it? Did he send it to, because I didn't get it. So Gunner, you better send it forward to, uh, or Barrett, forward it to Xander so he has it. Because I don't think. Send it to Xander. Yeah, I don't think Xander I got it. I don't think. Really? You didn't get it? I'm good not getting it, by the way. Like, give it oh, to no, Xander. You, oh, no, you're going to see this. No, I'm okay. good. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm good. no, you, you got to see this. You're no, my no. friend, so you got to see it, man. My friends yes. got to see this, man. Yeah, you got to see this, man. I, mean, I don't think friends. friends have to see everything. I, I, think, it's, <laughs> I think it's my new rule. <laughs> All right. I just yeah. said it. All right. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> nothing, nothing bothers me. You have to understand, I've changed diapers. I've cleaned up behind multiple dogs. I have three kids, you know, throwing up when they were little and stuff because of viruses, cold. But nothing bothers me. This one almost got to me a little bit. Oh, good. <laughs> no, great. So we, it has to get to all of us now. I mean, oh, yeah. That, thank you. you know, but it's not, you know, think it's not squeamish, but it just, it catches you off guard. And you are thinking. Huh. Why are you showing me teeth laying on the table, man? <laughs> Why are you showing me teeth on the table? Xander said, I think we good. Oh, come on, Xander. Man, you put it on, man. I'm going to I'm gonna leave it in Xander's hands. Uh, Xander, look at Xander. Xander. I'm, 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 I'm out of this room. one. This one, I you mean, guys are on your own. With I got to give the people on, what they come want. On, see? I got to give the people what they want. You know, like me, these are all my friends on, on the on – the, on the stream, yes, so I feel obligated to show them, man. So they, um, so so they know that number one, I was here. BS. It comes here. I was the BS. Here we go. Come on, Rob. Come on, Rob. You gotta see this. Man. All right, I'm in. Here's Let's the video. All right, you gotta see this. Now look, that's actually two teeth, but it got two split teeth. In four. Look at his face. Look at Mike Tyson <laughs> whooped his butt. Oh my god. Look at... <laughs> I'm like, what in what the is, world? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> What? what? <laughs> I like that you show the seat. Like I'm gonna be sitting there when this gets done. Thank you. Oh my god. Hey, see what happens oh. when you have wood, wooden teeth? They finally rotted out. Oh god. Like George Washington, wooden teeth. Oh. 
there you go. Enjoy your lunch, everybody. <laughs> I know it's lunchtime too, man. Uh, hey. Or breakfast. I or appreciate whatever. my friends. Yeah. Thank you, my, my friends. Hey, uh, I, I appreciate my friends for going through that with me. I appreciate all of y'all. Kevin, you know what I'm saying? All you, JT. <laughs> Lucy, I mean, I appreciate this. You know, this is this is what I love. JM, Duck, oh, all you guys. William, I really appreciate you guys going through that with me because, I mean, I feel as though you guys are family. And when I wasn't on yesterday, I knew the family missed me. So I had to make sure they and knew that I was BSing, you know. And Kevin Savar said, look like, <laughs> Kevin Savar said, look like he fought the surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, how sore are you today? Oh, I feel like I lost. Okay. Whatever I hit, whatever train I hit or or car or you know saying Tyson or whatever, oh, I lost. You getting any help? You got any uh you know special vitamins I, to get you through it? Bro, that's the big thing because I can't I can't be high because I gotta be able to talk on the radio. Yeah, and you gotta oh, drive man. and all that. I got you. No talk on sports take. Do some drive, Tylenol yeah. at least. Get some get some something. Yeah, I got some strong Tylenol. I got some ibuprofen eight hundreds. I can only take every eight hours. Okay. So and you got you gotta go in and do your show at NBC today? Of course. Now can you oh. not eat can you not eat solids? Do you have to just do like Smoothies and for the like most part, yeah, for jello the most and all that. Okay, for how many days? Part. Um, I, I think three. I think tomorrow, Damn, be that good. long, yeah, because yeah, I've known be people had root canals, Rob, and uh, you know, they were so hungry they couldn't stop anymore and 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 tried to, you know, had a root canal on one side, tried to eat on the other side. Bad idea. And, and next thing you know, a piece of meat gets lodged in that hole, yep. they're gonna go back in and get it out. I'm like. Man, well, the other I thing is, Derek, what you do in that situation too is you start you you don't know you're doing it. You can bite the side of your mouth, yeah, yep. lip, you know, all that stuff. It's numb, uh, and then you just, you, yeah, not good. So, well, ain't nothing numb right now because when it when it started wearing off, yeah, I hear you, man. Well, do what they do what they say, Barry. You're you a trooper, man. You're a trooper, it, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we appreciate you you sucking it up, man. And, and being here. <laughs> I appreciate you guys, man. Um, we do have a couple things to get to. One, the Phillies have extended Dave Dombrowski. Got a three-year deal till 2027. And yeah, you know, he's 66. So they're yeah. the only amazing job he's done. The only question was, does this guy want to do this for a super long time at his age? So uh he's extended for three years through 2027. So that's good news. Uh for number one. Number two, very interesting. And we'll get to the to the Eagles and everything in a second. But uh, Matt Gelb had a piece on the athletic. I don't know if you guys saw this. Rob Thompson was going to retire at the end of this year. Had he what? just stayed the bench coach, yeah. He, in fact, during spring training, he started collecting mementos, like uh, you know the lineup cards and whatnot. He 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 made sure he had the very last one, which he put together because oh, he was, it was wow. going to be a keepsake for him in his retirement. He, he was fifty eight. He felt like he had taken it as as far as he could take it. He wasn't going to advance anymore in the game, and he had a great run, and he was ready to just go off into the sunset. And no kidding. Yeah, yep. Even let some people know in the organization, like, hey, just so you know, I appreciate it, but don't offer me any kind of extension. You might want to make other arrangements next year for a bench coach. This is when Girardi was still the manager. Right. And and he was going to roll. He was, he had just, he, he had felt like he had he'd done all he could do in the game and he wasn't going to get a chance to go any further. Do you talk about timing is everything? I right. Mean, think about that. You make a definitive decision. Now he's a, he's a lifer baseball guy. Yep. Makes a definitive decision. I'm sure he's thinking in the back of his mind, I'm never going to get a shot to be a manager. Correct. Yep. If the Phillies had started out just a little bit better, they may not have made that switch. Yeah. Just a little bit better. Not a it lot. It really is. Think about it. Think about if they just squeak. Let's say they squeak into the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. or like you said, Derek, they're they're just on the on the cusp of, of not making it or whatever. Enough that Girardi survives. Yes. Thompson's done. 
Yeah. His baseball career is over. He's, he's, you know, in Canada or wherever he, I don't know where he, know where he lives, but uh, and Chris is right. But it's, a, it is Derek. It's, there's so many things that you can plan for in life and prepare yourself for. Absolutely. And, I, and, and I feel like that puts you in the best position to succeed, but there are other things that are just beyond your control sometimes. And they work out well sometimes, yes. like in this case, and sometimes they don't. Right. And, and there is a randomness to life that, that can be beautiful or, you know, mind boggling and, 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 and crushing sometimes. Anyway, this is a good story of that. And, and, and amazing that it all worked out this way for the guy. It's funny how this guy goes from nobody knowing really outside of the baseball family who Rob Thompson is to his name being mentioned for a couple of weeks in a national limelight. And people are seeing numerous videos of him and his strategist and making all the right moves. And people are like, who's this Rom Thompson? All of a sudden, they keep winning and they keep knocking off teams they weren't favored against. And now he gets – he's two wins away from a World Series and gets a two-year extension now as a manager. That's a, that's a great story. It wow. really it is. is. It's a great story, man. Yeah. To go from to go from just thinking, all right, you know, then the, the game has been good to me. Uh, I'm ready to hang it up. You know, I don't have – far to go you know i mean mm-hmm. I've, I've reached the pinnacle of what i'm gonna have in my career and i'd be thinking about that and all of a sudden bam yep i'm in i'm in i'm in a driver's seat i'm rocking and rolling that's just you know it's just that's kind of how you know that's kind of how i felt when um when i finished playing mm-hmm. and i started going and i, I was producing nfl films I'm like right. man, there's no way that i'll be able to be on um any type of talk show or radio or you know, be on TV or anything else, you know, I can produce. So I'm thinking I'm producing. So I put everything into me being a producer and started getting pretty good at it. And then all of a sudden from out of nowhere, I started doing radio and end up working with Rob and you two. Yeah, you that's know, right. You know what I'm saying? From out of nowhere. This is history, man. Hey, right. dude, I to- I, I've told you guys this uh, even before we started this show. When I was young, if you had asked me the top 20 careers I wanted to have, being in broadcasting would have been like number 35. I had no desire. I, I took a job in this out of desperation just because I wanted a job. And for the first year and a half, I was looking for ways to get out of right. this industry. Right. And all of a sudden, just as I think I'm going to get out of the industry, I get a call from NBC in San Diego, then a call from my hometown, CBS in Milwaukee, NBC Pittsburgh. And then while I'm on vacation in California with my family, I get a call from this guy named Tom Stathakis, who's who's telling me they're starting up this Comcast Sports Network in Philadelphia. As soon as I hang up, my agent calls me. Hey, I just got a call from this Tom Sathakis. Now, I'm at least five, six years into my career, and I'm thinking, I I, I don't want to do this. I want to get out. And here it is, over four decades later, I'm still doing it. And and met a lot of great friends along the way. You two are at the top of the list. Um, Made a lot of friends, athletes, ex-athletes, front office people, media people, you know. You know, people are like, man, you get that rub elbows with like Andy Reid and, and you know, like my cousin does it. Andy Reid text you? Yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, not, you know, you, you know, Sal Palantonio? Yeah, why? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Stuff like that. You know, it's, it's like, this is something I, in all honesty, my wife will tell you this. I never wanted to do this. Right. Never, it's never. weird, man. Life's got some crazy past. Like my, my story is similar to both of you guys in some ways. Yeah. Barrett, I think even more directly because I was producing for a gunner. You know this. I produced yep. for a long time and I was pretty content with it. And But I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just years of whatever. But one day I'm like, I got to at least take a shot, you know, and 
I, I kept I was kept my producer's gig, but I started doing radio at night and on the weekends. And, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, then I went full time in radio. I came back to TV in front of the camera and, right, right. you know, everything changed. But I was I was at a point where I was just like, this is kind of what it is for me. And and, and and something just said, try it. You know, you you could always fall back on your producing skills. Not that it's an easy thing. I'm not saying that. I, I respect producers more than anybody. Sure. Uh, but. I had to take a shot and I took a shot and, and I'm, I'm glad I did, you know, and, but I'm with you guys that it, it, life just takes you down some weird paths sometimes, sometimes good, sometimes bad, but you yeah. know, for the most part, you're better off not staying pat. Just try it, stretch your legs a little bit, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. If you could possibly do that. I've always, I've always told people that my closest friends in the industry are for the most part in the industry are the people behind the scenes, mm-hmm. the photographers, producers, uh, desk people, management type people, more so than on-air people, you know, because on-air people, I mean, let's face it, on-air people are a little different, you know, yeah, and some, some <laughs> of them, some of them put themselves on certain pedestals that I don't like, you know, and I thought, why do you talk to people like that? Why do you treat people like that? You know, and I've seen that across the country, everywhere I've gone, you know, um, and that's not me. And I don't gravitate towards people like that. To me, the real down to earth people are the people that are behind the scenes, the people that do the thankless jobs to make our jobs that much easier. Yeah. You know, and so I've always gravitated towards them more so than on air type people. Yeah. I've all, one of the things I've really, I really don't necessarily like, and it just kind of is what it is in our business, TV, radio, streaming, like we do, uh, we're known as talent. We're called talent. Yes. There's yes. something there that I, I, I've, I've really always had a hard time kind of wrapping my head around being called talent. When, when, because it implies that we're more talented than, than some of the people that we were. Right, right, right. Exactly. And, right. Yeah, and I've just never I've never quite gone for that. But uh, what, I always say on air uh, rather than uh, than talent. But anyway. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. What, well, the Thompson thing is kind of where it went. But the very cool two stories. Dave Dombrowski was content with trying to get a franchise in Nashville. And, and being semi-retired, but now all of a sudden he's here and he's got the, you know, he got the Phillies to game six of the world series. Rob Thompson, you know, was, was going to walk away and now he's, you know, got the Phillies to game six of the world series. So very, very cool. Uh, on That's a great front. story. On both. Good work out of Matt Gelb at the athletic. Um, all right. So a couple other things, Eagles off today, anticipation for the, uh, the game against the Packers, by the way, we're going to go behind enemy lines at 1230. Uh, Rob Domofsky, uh, who does a great job covering the Packers. Uh, he is the Packers NFL nation uh, reporter for ESPN, ESPN.com. We'll talk to him at 1230. Mike Sealski from the Inquirer is going to join us at one o'clock uh, to talk everything Eagles mainly, but we're going to jump around a little bit because guys, not only that, we have Ben Simmons in the house tonight uh, in South Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo center. And, and here's the kind of bummer with that. Because the Sixers are going to be without Embiid, Harden, and Maxie that we know of. It looks like Harris may play. But having those three out of that game, for yeah. me, just guts it. Like, I'm, it's just kind of like, eh. I mean, and will it, I watch? Yeah, I'll watch. And I'll see yeah. what the reaction is to, to Simmons and all that. But the juice is taken out of it for me. Oh, you already know what the reaction is. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I, but it, yeah. would, it would have been a madhouse had those guys been playing, too, on top of it. it it's it, There's less luster yeah. for it. Did you see uh, Ben Simmons, I guess, held court with the Philadelphia media earlier today? I did, yeah. And yeah. was very, uh, very humble-like in his comments. Now, I don't know if, if we're buying them or not, but, you know, he spoke highly of Philadelphia and he still yeah. has a lot of ties here. And, um, you know, and he says he knows what he's going to expect because it's such a passionate town. And, 
You know, I wonder how nervous he really is about booze, booze raining down on him tonight. Uh, I, I think he is very nervous about it. Now, I, I don't know. I, like, I think I would fully expect if the Nets don't win this game, there's really something wrong with the Nets with the firepower that's out of there for the for the Sixers. Right. I'm going to be curious how he handles it, how he reacts to it, and if he's overly aggressive because he hasn't been aggressive all season. If he's in terms of trying to score, uh, just to kind of stick it to the Philadelphia fans. That that that's the thing. That's what I'm going to be more interested in. I just hate that. Like it feels like it's going to be the Sixers are going to get romped on because they just don't have anybody. But you know, kind of is what it is uh, at this point. So there's the Simmons part of it. Uh, Flyers lost their seventh straight last night. It's th- that that's not stopping anytime soon. Uh, not good. I hate to say this. I tried my best to be as optimistic about the Flyers as I could. Yeah. And as we, we talked about them yesterday, Rob, and I said, and I said to you, don't give up yet. I saw, I saw a portion of their game last night. I saw two tech, uh, Calgary goals. I said, that's it. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. We're talking about the team, yeah. You're right, man. man. But the team just doesn't have the talent right now. No. And with the injuries there starting to occur right um, at this moment, they're just not going to be able to compete. You know, you just – management screwed them over before. The talent that we thought we had in players is not there. I mean, I was all high on Provorov, Konechny, um, Carter Hart. I thought these guys were going to be able to take over for the, you know, more chips. And all those type of guys, they just they just haven't done, it. you know. Nobody's stepped up and been, the, you know, the players to replace the players like Voracek, you know, and and, and G, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. so, how do we expect them to be better than the teams before if they don't even have the talent to replace the teams they're letting go right now? Right. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I think they're going to be awful this year. I think they're going to be bad next year, and then we'll see where it goes. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't see that happening. I think they're going to be terrible. I think this is where it's going. <laughs> sorry, sorry to be Debbie Downer, but mm. just keep it real. Um, tell, tell, tell the truth, bro. You tell them the truth. Man. Yeah, you, I mean, you, yeah, just, look, you just brought me way down, bro. Sorry, man. Let, let's bring it back up. The Eagles won, and we haven't had a chance to talk to Barrett about it. So, Barrett, uh, and, and just give us your kind of summary here. You know, it was not pretty, right? But your no. bottom line is you're down ten going into the fourth quarter on the road. And you figure out a way to win the game. Uh, what was your just kind of overall assessment here of, of uh, the Eagles win over the Colts? My assessment was this team won a game out of fighting, scratching, and clawing to come back after a major, major. I mean, that's a major loss for them. Number one, number two, they understand what their problems were, brought in something to fix it. Number two, then number three. It showed the type of quarterback we have. You got to put him on at the elite level now because he's done it time and time again. And it wasn't like we he lost the game for us the last game um, uh, in Washington. He didn't lose that game for us. So to me, I just really believe that this team is at an elite level. They they won a game. They should have blown them out, but should have, could have, would have. Doesn't mean anything. Just as long as you win the game, because it doesn't say how many points you won by. It just mm-hmm. says win in the winning category. It put Jalen Hurst to me in a, as a force that's unstoppable. I know a lot of people say, well, they didn't pass in that lap. So what? They could have passed if they wanted. They didn't want to. He didn't want to. And everybody's like, well, they, they didn't allow him to pass the ball. He didn't feel comfortable. He's been comfortable throwing the ball all damn year. What makes him not want to throw the ball now? He wanted to take over the game. 
That's what he wanted. He wanted to show you his intangibles of why they lost. They won that game. They didn't lose it. He won that game for. He willed that game for him, mm-hmm. just like he did in in Detroit. It reminded me a lot of Detroit. So when I keep telling everybody, look, man, you know, and I've even told you guys, and I told guys on my um, post game show, pre post game show, with Rube and Jaws, stop with the all right. You know, we're putting him in harm's. No, he thrives in that type of frenetic type of environment. He thrives in that. He knows when to slide. Like remember in, in yesterday, I mean, in a Monday uh, Sunday's game. I'm looking at him. He could have ran for the first down, but he didn't want to take the extra hit. He slid before the uh, he got to the uh, to the sticks, which means he wasn't going to get the extra hit. That means he's taking care of himself. Number one, he could have ran and got it, got knocked out, and be worrying about playing the way he's playing, like Allen's playing. Mm-hmm. He understands what he needs to do to make sure he's safe. Let this man go out there and throw the ball. Let this man go out there and run the ball. He could do it all. We can't hold him back. Don't hold him back because we're scared he might get hurt. That's how you get hurt in all actuality. Let 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 this Mustang go out there and run. That's what all right, l- let me ask you this, Barrett, because I've asked a number of people. Listen, people have asked me this. Are teams, have they or are they catching up to what the Eagles are doing? This was a team that was averaging 27, 28 points a game. The last two games, they had to fight, claw, scratch, kick, to score 21 and 17. Our teams, teams slowly adjusting and catching up to what they're doing. Here's why, I, 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 and, and I'll, here's why I'm telling, asking you this, because as you know, we have Lane Johnson on our post game show every week. Right, right, right. And I asked, I asked Lane that exact question, and Lane said, "D Gun, what we're starting to see is, come game time, we're seeing defensive concepts that we don't see on film leading up to a game." So that tells me that coordinators are trying to throw new wrinkles in to gain an advantage on a high-powered offense. What I'm <clears throat> the defensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars to stop absolutely, absolutely. all these gadgets. It yep. took them a year and a half to stop Chip. Yep, they stopped the um, air raid mm-hmm. back in uh, with the Chargers. But this is the new wave that's coming out. And the versatility that 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 Jalen Hurts is displaying is something that's new. You know, yes, you have you know, it's kind of the same thing going on in Baltimore, but I think you have a much more cerebral quarterback here in Philadelphia. He can beat you any way he wants. And, and the way they 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 just try to stop Jalen Hurts from going out there and, and making plays on the RPOs, they did exactly what what the um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. Back in, in in the playoff game in January, yes, they slanted the end and scraped the linebacker on the outside. So when he slant the end, that means he has to pull the ball from the running back. So that takes the R out of the RPO, the run out of the RPO. Then they slid an, a linebacker round in the rush lane, so that keeps Jalen from running. But Jalen has that other aspect that he can also pass the ball when that safety comes down. He can read what's going on. He reads what they're trying to do to him. And he's able to make that read and get the ball out to who he needs to get the ball out to. That's the difference that you saw in the progression from him back in that playoff game to what you saw on him right now. They have a they have a a, a a counter for the defense's counter, and then another counter for another counter. They're doing things differently. Steichen understands that people are going to try to stop certain plays, just like on the last touchdown play. The last touchdown play was a draw play. On this play. Watch the center. 
Watch Kelsey. If you're gonna go back and watch film, watch Kelsey on a play. He tells Sam Malo to block down on the one technique, and he pulls around to get that linebacker because you know why? Defenses know is follow the bouncing ball. So what do you do? Kelsey's the bouncing ball. So wherever Kelsey goes, that's where the ball is going. When he's pulling out of there and going on those plays when he's getting up to the second level, that's where the ball is going. So what do they do? They influence block those linebackers. They counter-blocked it. They pulled him around. The linebacker then followed him. The safety followed him. And the running back went up in the hole, went underneath the block also, and blocked the safety. Jalen Hurst could have walked there. He could have danced his way. It was the, the biggest hole you'll ever see. Yeah, exactly. Because it, 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 it influenced those influence blocks. So they yeah. still have a lot to go to try to stop Jalen Hurst because there's so many counters, so many yins to their yangs when they're when they're out there trying to stop Jalen Hurts. He's just too – he's advanced in his aspect of how to read defenses to help with his offense. All right, let's do this. Um, let's revisit this at one. All right, I want to dive a little bit deeper into this, the notion of they've been figured out, Barrett, and mm-hmm. just everything that went down in that game to get them to that 17-16 win. And we'll do that at one. Coming up next, uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him. He's, he's a phenomenal writer, but we haven't had a chance yeah, to have is. him on the show yet. Um, Rob Demoff, a long time. Yeah, yeah ESPN.com. He's covering the the uh, Packers for I think 27 years. He's he, for a long time. He's been covering the Packers, yeah. so he knows of what he speaks. So we will talk to him. When we get back about the Eagles' next opponent, the Green Bay Packers. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Jim Murray, my guy, Jim Murray, and Principal Financial Group. Because look, you work way too hard for your money to not be taken care of by the right person, to not have someone who can invest it the right way for you, to have you taken care of when you are older, when now, when you need the money now, whatever the case may be. And I found the right person, and it's Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you need help with employee benefits, Jim can help you with that as well. And if you're not really sure, you can give him a call. Look, I personally have entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too, trust me. 610. 996-4751. That's how you reach them. Again, it's 610-996-4751. You can also email them at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. 
sure our prayers were answered. But now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Welcome back in, friends. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That is Barrett Brooks. That is Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. Excited to speak with our next guest. He has been covering the Packers since 1997 for ESPN NFL Nation. He is the Packers reporter. His name is Rob Domofsky. Rob, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Rob, we're doing good. good Look, Rob, you're a good. pro, man. I see the light back there. You don't mess around. You're not like uh, the three of us amateurs just trying hey, to if I, if I turn my camera around, you'd see the background that I use for um, all my sports center hits. It makes it look <laughs> like I'm in some sort of a stately place, but it's really just a bookshelf. I, I love it, man. I love it. Well, so let, let's look at this. And, and Gunnar, obviously, as you know, uh, grew up a Packers fan. Yeah. He, he follows this team extremely closely as do you. Uh, I, I think we all sort of looked at it and said, all right, Devontae Adams leaving. That's probably a little concerning here. Right. I didn't see four and seven, Rob. I'll be honest with you. Did you, as someone yeah. who's been on the inside, did you see it looking like this this year? No. I mean, we knew that, like, this guy was a fantastic player. But he was one guy, right? Like, you wouldn't think one guy would affect their offense that much. In fact, I even thought that looking for a silver lining in it, that maybe it would allow Rodgers to, you know, not just lock on to one guy. Like, for example, at the end of the playoff game against San Francisco last year, he had Alan Lazard wide open over the middle on third down, but instead tried to force into double coverage to Adams. And I know it was just one play, but I thought, well, okay, maybe a plus side is that he's going to see the whole field more. Um, but I guess I failed to to take into consideration, and I should know this, I've covered Rodgers his whole career, just how – hard he is on guys and how long it takes him. And, and, and I don't think it's the other guys. It's him, mm. how long it takes him to trust them. And I'm not so sure that's necessarily the fault of the young receivers as much as it is Rogers needing to 
lower expectations and and just be a little bit more realistic about what guys can and can't do. And and I guess for lack of a better term, cut them a little slack. Right. Right. No. Well, let me let me follow up on that, Rob, real quick. So it it. it I'm not trying to absolve Rogers, but should yeah. management know that knowing him better than anybody else, that yeah. this was going to be an issue this year with all these kids that he's going to be throwing to. Yeah. Right. And on the flip side, it's probably why they've never over the years spent a first round pick on a receiver because they're like, why are we going to wait, spend a first, use a high draft pick on a guy that we don't know if the quarterback's going to, going to like or trust. Right. Right. Um, now we know he loved Justin Jefferson coming out. Um, it, of course, everybody did. That was the year they took Jordan Love. So, you know. No, we, you don't need to tell us about Justin Jefferson. Yeah, right. <laughs> Trust right. me. Right. But I remember before the draft, Rogers commenting on Justin Jefferson. Yeah. When you look at it, you know, understanding how that offense is, looking at the head coach and, you know, and, and you know, knowing he's a play caller also. Yeah. How long, why did it take so long for you guys to turn around and start running the rock? I, I, I don't understand that because with the backs that you have, the offensive line woes that you've had, and them now starting to get healthy, you could have been running the ball the entire year. But, you know, yeah. is, this, is this something that, that you know, Rodgers is saying don't do or is, you know, what's going on? See, I, I think you, you may have hit on something there. And, and, and you know, as a guy like in the huddle, we don't know what what is actually called versus what is actually run, right? Like, right, right, they right. Have, right. They have a bunch of um, – Malafleur calls them can plays, C-A-N, as in you can change to this or you can change to that. It's just another term for audible, basically. Uh-huh. And, and we don't necessarily know how many times LaFleur has called a run and Rodgers has checked it, you know, to, to, to a pass or in, in the RPOs he sees this versus that. Um, I don't know that it's all on Matt LaFleur. Uh, and I'm not trying to make Rodgers out to be the bad guy here or anything because he's obviously – Super, super talented. And I don't think his skills have diminished all no. that at all since last year. Now, the thumb the thumb injury could be a factor because he's just missing throws that we don't normally see him miss. But to your point, I mean, their playmaker, their number one playmaker is probably Aaron Jones. And he's had flashes here and there where they've committed to him. But not not long enough. And the, the other thing too, though, um, is that they've just been so bad on third downs that go go look at their play counts, right? You, what do you want as an offense? Like seventy plays a game, right? They've had games where they've been in the high fifties, maybe sixty at the most. Mm. You're on mute. When, uh, I'm always getting caught on mute. When, when I when I look at a lot of your writings on, on your Twitter site and the Packers yeah. Twitter site, um, I've noticed that it seems like Packer Nation, which is one of the most loyal nations, have basically yeah. turned on Rodgers to the point where yeah. they're dropping f bombs on him and stuff like this. Do you think he brought a lot of this on himself? Well, it was funny because he, not funny, but he was booed or they were booed off the field at yeah. halftime of the game against the Titans, and someone asked Rodgers, you know, what did you think of that? And he said paused for a second. He said, interesting. That was his <laughs> response. And I think what he, I think if I can, if I can read his mind, he was saying, after all I've done for this right. team, you know, you're going to boo me. But Derek, it goes back to yeah. um, a couple of things. One, you know, you know how Packers fans are. Oh, if, yeah. if you don't, if you don't want to be here, they don't want you. And that goes back to the off season of 2021 yeah. when he lost a lot of, uh, of of credit with with people when he you know didn't want to be here and, and and the stories came out that he wanted out 
Um, and then when he came back and sort of aired all of his grievances, there were plenty of people who said, yeah, you know what? You're right. They, they should have included you on personnel decisions. They should do this for you. They should do that for you. But there's just as many people that say, you're the employee. They're the boss. Go play. And, and they'll worry about the rest. And then, of course, we can get into the whole immunized vaccinated thing last year, which, you know, obviously was divisive, you know, regardless of, of what you think. Um, so all that stuff, I think, has added up to a little bit um, of, of, a, of a different feel for him, except when he went out on the field the last couple of years and played like an MVP, all was forgiven. Then he goes out and, and really doesn't play well in the playoffs. And it was like we're right back to, you know, maybe some criticism of him. And, and look, I get the whole picture. Like, you can't just look at one snippet of it. it it's the whole picture with him. He's a, he's a, He's been a great player. He's a two-time reigning MVP. But there's there's also some things that go with that. Yeah. Rob, what's the sense of, of Matt Lafleur? I mean, I, they've had a lot of success, man. And, yeah. You know, been very consistent. This yeah. year is is a, the anomaly for sure. Right. But Rodgers isn't getting any younger, and they haven't won yeah. a Super Bowl. And this has been a yeah. down year. How, how are the folks feeling yeah. about Lafleur's performance? Yeah, it's almost like um, Rob that their window is. It's almost like it closed without them realizing that it closed. Right? Like mm-hmm. they were, they were. You know, they the first year thirteen and three. A little, obviously, a little bit of a surprise, and they and they go to the NFC Championship game and lose to San Francisco. Uh, the next year, not a surprise that they back it up, and they're really the favorite against uh, uh, Tampa, and and they lose at home, right, in a game where they picked off Tom Brady three times, Jeez. and the Packers. I think they turned those three turnovers into maybe three points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year, you know, home field um, in the playoffs, and and their special teams. And, and, and uh, you know, offense let them down in the playoffs. I mean, their defense kept them in that game against San Francisco. They gave up, what, six points? Right. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and then you're like, okay, well, they're on the doorstep. They're on the doorstep. They're going to bang it down one day. Well, maybe now, looking back on it, it looks like maybe that was their, their window. And Matt LaFleur was brought in for one reason, and that was to get Aaron Rodgers back to being Aaron Rodgers. And he did it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he, he Rodgers was, was hurt in 17. He was – Completely uninterested in 2018 with with the McCarthy offense had basically quit on him, um, and and Lafleur was brought in to do that, and he did it. Now it didn't turn into a championship yet. Mm. Well, look at you, you. You spoke about the defense. You told you spoke about the defense. You know, and you got some really good young players. You know, especially Quay Walker. You know, his yeah. his he's a very very talented guy yeah. defensively. Seems like you guys are talented. You know what what's the thing is holding this defensive back of being great. Yeah, they couldn't have put more resources in that defense, right? They right. have seven first-round picks. They have four guys that are veteran free agents, you know, guys that prove that have proven it, got contracts. And for whatever reason, and, and the reason what most people think is that it's the scheme and the play calling, it just hasn't it hasn't developed this year. Um, you know, they have they have Jair Alexander, who uh, you know, I think most people would agree is one of the premier cornerbacks in the league. He was a second team all pro two years ago, had the shoulder injury last year. It took him like five weeks into the season for them to actually match him one-on-one against somebody. The Jets game was the first game that they did it against Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. And, and they were getting torched by Justin Jefferson. They were getting torched um, by guys wide open across the middle. And, and we kept asking Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, week after week, you paid this guy all this money. Why not let him cover Last year, Rasul Douglas, their other cornerback, made play after play on the outside, yet this year they moved him into the slot, and he wasn't making plays. Why not move him back outside? Like, it just seemed like 
they were so slow to adjust. Um, there's definitely a disconnect between um, the players and the scheme and the play calling um, that just, you know, it just has not meshed um, too many breakdowns in coverage run defense, which really was an issue last year continues to be so. Um, but it, it, you know, the talent that they have on defense does not match up what they, with what they've shown on the field. You're right, man. <laughs> Rob, how, how is this organization, the decision makers, been able to get away with with neglecting the wide receiving position over the last couple of years yeah. a few years ago you had one of the richest classes in the history of the draft right. you know you know you're going to lose a Devontae Adams but they don't yeah. go out and get anybody you look at yeah. Miami makes moves Kansas City yeah. makes moves you have a future hall of fame quarterback right. here and you send him out there with a bunch of kids in a twilight you didn't of like his career. The, you didn't like Sammy Watkins <laughs> No, I, I can't believe he's not. banged up sometimes. He's been healthy his whole oh, career. Yeah, Shocking. Oh, yeah. Anyway, no, that was I, I kid because yeah, that was you know they tried to rely on a guy um, who has never been able to stay healthy, and then three you know draft picks who you knew were going to take time. Um, you know, I remember and and Derek, I'm sure you remember this having followed this team for a long time. Yeah. I believe I can't remember exactly when Ron Wolf said this, but he said either shortly before he retired or after that one of his biggest regrets was not getting Brett Favre more weapons, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the Packers last drafted a, a receiver in the first round in 2002. Now their argument is, hey, we found guys in the second and third rounds, which which is great. I get it, but when you when you drafted um, you know, Jordy Nelson, you already had guys like Donald Driver and Greg Jennings in the fold. When you drafted Devontae Adams, you already had guys like Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson uh, and, and James Jones with you. Like they, they weren't in the position that they that they were in this time around. Like when, when all those guys who became great players, right, all those guys we mentioned became great receivers, they didn't have to do it right away. I mean, yep. you look at when, when Randall Cobb was drafted in, in 2011, their room was loaded, especially if you throw in like Jermichael Finley at the tight end position. Mm -hmm. Like he was like their fifth receiver mm -hmm. as, as, a, as a rookie. He didn't need to contribute. They were able to ease him into it. So the situation the last couple of years has been so different because they were just, you know, yeah, they had Devontae, but they really, you know, they didn't have a lot of depth at that position. So your point about ne neglect is, is a, it's a great one because yeah. – you know, the argument that, that they can use, oh, we found these guys in later rounds, you know, yeah, you did, but you also didn't need those guys to play right away like you mm -hmm. do now. You know what, I, um, I, I, was there in, I was there in 2000, uh, 2002 when you guys drafted Javon Walker, yep. um, Florida State wide receiver. Yep. Never really played up to expectations. Boy, he was one hell of an athlete, though, man. He could, I can remember he could run practice. like crazy, couldn't he? He had yeah. – um, I think it was at Detroit he tore up his knee yeah, um, yeah. And, and was never really the same. I think he ended up going to Denver after that. But, boy – and I got to be honest, I see a lot of Christian Watson in yeah, him, yeah, a tall, yeah. lanky, long stride speed guy. Yep, and, yep. And, but, but, hey, I mean, it took Christian Watson till you know, a week ago, a week and a half Last ago. week, yeah. That's yeah, right. I mean, That's right. He, I'm actually writing a story on this for it'll be on ESPN.com um, tomorrow or the next day uh, through before, before two games ago, uh, Christian Watson had eight catches. I'm sorry. He had 10 catches for 88 yards and no touchdowns. The last two weeks he's had eight for 155 and five touchdowns. Like it just takes time. Now injuries mm -hmm. was part of that too. Um, but, but, but I, I think Christian Watson has a real chance to be, one of those guys, but he's not that now. 
so Rob, hmm. before we get into what you think about the matchup with the Eagles, yeah. I'll just ask you a, a, a more of a Packer general question. Do you see a run in this team? I mean, do you, you know, we're looking again, got themselves yeah. in a big hole here. There's no yeah. doubt, but yeah. do you see a run? Like <laughs> we, we keep talking about the bucks a lot um, uh, amongst right. ourselves with, with the, with the NFC in general, yeah. but the Packers maybe aren't in that same conversation with a lot right. of folks. What's your, what's your sense of it? Yeah. I thought after they beat Dallas, that might be the start of something. You had a home game yeah. against the Tennessee team. Who's a good, was a good team, yeah. but let's face it, not an offensive juggernaut. They were, you know, averaging about 18 points a game. And you thought this was a real chance to, you know, if they can get both of those games, and even if they don't, you know, go to Philadelphia and win but play well, uh, you know, it's sort of the start of something. That, remember the Super Bowl year in 2010? Uh, they uh, Rodgers got concussed at Detroit, and things looked bad. I think they were um, eight and five at that point. Um, and, and they had to go to, to New England and, and play with Matt Flynn as quarterback. They didn't win the game, but they played one heck of a game. Flynn was really good. Um, they played really well defensively, put up some points. And the next week, Rodgers came back and they won the last two games to get into the playoffs and then went on the, you know, the Super Bowl run, which coincidentally enough started with the wild card game in Philadelphia where Tremont Williams sealed it with an interception. And, and, and they went on from there. And then, you know, 2016, you know, they're four and six after losing at uh, Philly and Washington in back-to-back weeks. And Rodgers says, you know, I think we can run the table. And sure enough, they did. They won six in a row in the regular season, two more to get to the NFC Championship game. But there's a reason Rodgers hasn't said, you know, R-E-L-A-X, run the table. He hasn't come up with one of his things because he can tell that he doesn't necessarily believe it. Um, And and I I would be inclined to agree with him. Um, You know, I I can't sit here and tell you that I believed Rogers in 2016 when he said, run the table. I'm sure I probably looked at him and said, yeah, right. They're not running the table. Uh, but at least there was reason to think that at that point, um, I just don't think there's a lot of reason to think, you know, that they can mm-hmm. make a run, um, you know, and, and I guess the question becomes, you know, at what point do they maybe try to play Jordan love a little bit and, you know, see what they have there, whether it's to trade him in the off season, if Rogers comes back or just to know if he, if Rogers isn't back here next year, if love can be your guy or if you got to go draft somebody. See, I'm glad you said that because before we got to the Eagles, I, I've been waiting to ask you this since you've been there so long and you have so much yeah. insight there. At what point does, does the talk grow louder of passing yeah. the baton onto Jordan Love as they did with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, the thing that, um, you know, you remember in 28, 2008 when they, they made the switch, they had seen Rodgers play a mm-hmm. game in Dallas where – Favre got hurt. Um, they were down maybe, I don't know, 14, 17 points. They were down double digits. Favre gets hurt. Rodgers comes in and plays really, really well. Um, they didn't win the game, but he but he got them to basically back into it, and I think they made a head, might have had the ball with a chance to take the lead late. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time you thought, you know, they have something in Rodgers. And that was three years in because the first yep. training camp, Rodgers was not very good. They were 4-12 and 12 that year. Second year, they have the coaching change uh, with McCarthy. So it was really all about getting Favre back to, you know, being Favre. And, and they did in, in 07. Uh, and so it wasn't really until late in that 07 season that that at least us on the outside said, yeah, OK, they have something um, with with Rodgers. And, and I don't think you can sit there and say that yet about love. Now, they may feel like they have a better feel for that, good or bad, because they see him, you know, in practice every day, which – you know, in the regular season, all we get to do is take attendance and then they kick us out. Um, but I didn't see a lot in training camp. Um, I saw some improvement in the preseason, mm-hmm. but not enough to sit here and say, 
yeah, they, they can go with this guy. This is going to be the guy for the next six, eight, 10 years. Um, so I do think that you're right that at some point, you know, I think they need to, you know, take another look at him. They won't do it until they're mathematically eliminated. Yep. And, and I'm sure, you know, it would be a blow to Rogers ego, of course, but they could use the thumb injury as the excuse to shut him down. Um, you know, whether it's an excuse or it's legit, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, that could be a way of, of at least getting love onto the field once things are, you know, playoff contention. So well, in this a contract year for him coming up for love. Yes. So he'll be going into the last year of his deal next year, but there's that fifth year option. So yep. they'll, they have to decide this off season, whether to pick that fifth year option up for 2024, that's going to be 20 million bucks. Like how that's do you, right. how do you make the decision Jesus. to pay your guy, a guy 20 million bucks in 2004 when you've never seen him play? That's wow. right. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one right there, Rob. So give me your thoughts, you know, from the outside looking in here, and I'm sure you've dug into them a little bit yeah. this week in anticipation for the game, but what are your thoughts on the Eagles so far? Yeah, I was really impressed last week. I know the game probably looked ugly to a lot of people, but the fact that, um, you know, they lose the first game and, and then they're they're in a bad situation the next week against, you know, a mediocre team when, you know, it could have gone, you know, that's when seasons kind of can turn, right? Like, had they mm-hmm. lost two in a row, that might have been, the, you know, the start of something really bad. But, um, you know, they, they managed to find a way to win the game, which to me, I mean, you guys know, having been around it and in it, um, you know, you don't make, you don't apologize for wins in this league. And the fact that they found a way to win that game um, last week um, and, and to not have two in a row and not have something, you know, build up. I thought that was impressive to me. And to me, that comes back, comes down to guys just, you know, it's not, it's not how talented you are. It's not how good your plays are. It, it's just wanting to, you know, it's the want to, to find a way to win. And I think really good teams have that. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's not something we can look at on the stat sheet. Um, you know, the time, the teams that I've been around that have been really, really good, they just find a way, you know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter if you're playing a bad team, a mediocre team, they just find mm-hmm. a way to win. And, and because once you start doing that, you just start believing. And I think that's what, from my perspective, that's what the Eagles have going for them. You know, Green Bay's defensive front did a decent job slowing down Derrick Henry. Um, and, and his and his Eagles offense has been averaging almost over 140 yards a game yeah. rushing. What did the Packers defense have to do to bow up against this, yeah. this Eagles running attack? You know, the numbers for Henry didn't look great, but every time it was third and one or third and yeah. two or fourth and one, Derrick Henry got the first down. Like to me, mm-hmm. that was like the thing that's super impressive to me <clears throat> about his day, even though the, it was, you know, he only averaged 3.1 yards a carry or whatever it is. Um, you know, the Packers run defense has, has not been very good. Um, you know, yards per carry, uh, they're like 24th in yards per carry allowed. Um, so so that's you know obviously a danger zone. And quarterbacks have, have heard them. Go back and, and watch mm-hmm. the game in London. Um, the Daniel Jones, uh, you know, mm-hmm. good athlete. Um, he's not Jalen Hurts, but a good athlete. Uh, Daniel Jones hurt them with his feet in that London game, converting a couple of key third downs where he just, you know, they weren't design runs, but – um, but he made things happen with his legs. And I mean, you know, obviously I don't have to tell you guys what, what Jalen Hurts uh, can do. Uh, I, yeah. I saw a stat from uh, ESPN, our ESPN stats and information people that, um, that Jalen is the, um, he's only the second quarterback with uh, 30 plus passing touchdowns and 20 plus rushing touchdowns in his first 30 games. Uh, wow. I, I think, I think Josh Allen might be the other one. Mm. Uh, 
but like, I mean, the, just the second guy since the, the Super Bowl era began. I mean, like, that's the very definition of, of being able to hurt people with your arm and your legs. And, and, and I, I think he's a great passer. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the way, the way the ball comes off of his hand and the way he sees defenses, um, you know, I think, you know, that's, that's special in a young quarterback. And I still think mm-hmm. Jalen's a young quarterback. Well, let me ask you, Robin, this hasn't been a great Packer team on the road. I and mean, it's been a struggle in general. I think they're one and yeah. four on the road. What, what are you, what are you looking at this game on Sunday night? How do you, how do you think it shakes out? Yeah. I mean, I, I just have a hard time seeing them, you know, going in there and winning. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they're, they're competitive. I got to tell you this though. Um, I, I am really, really terrible at predictions. We don't make them anymore on ESPN.com. Um, and, and I, I'm okay at picking the games like win or lose, but not with the spread. This, I'm in yeah. this football pool with um, a bunch of buddies. None of them are sports media people. None of them are. They're actually mostly musicians. <laughs> and um, I am. They they pick eight games every week. College eight games every week in the NFL. So it's different teams every week. Like the Packers aren't in it every week, but it's right. against the spread. The last 27 times that the Packers have been on, on our pool against the spread, I've gotten it wrong. Like, I'm cold <laughs> 27. <laughs> and that goes back, like, we don't, they don't put the Packers in it every week. So we're, this goes back, like, at least two and a half seasons where I haven't gotten it right against the spread. Now, right. I can pick the games right. Like, like, for example, the Buffalo game, it was a 10 and a half point spread. Um, I took the Bills minus 10 and a half, and the Bills only won by 10. You know, right. like just so I knew the Bills were going to win, but I, I can't pick against the Rob, Don't feel bad because I am the worst. If you look at my record, it looks like I know not one thing about sports, <laughs> period, yeah. about football. I'm right. I'm the worst at doing that. Like, even with yeah, taking the best player, I'm, I'm yeah. And, and just because we cover these teams, like, I mean, yes. obviously we have a lot of access to, to, you know, information and we see things, we see trends, but um, you know, if I, if I, if all this added up to me being able to know who was going to win and by how much I, I'd be sitting on a beach right now, and, um, you know, in the Caribbean, not, not sitting out here looking at an inch of snow outside my window and going, man, I'm not going to see the sun for about another six months. Oh, God. Hey, at least you're not in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Oh man. Hey, we've had our share of that in Green Bay. For sure. sure have. Rob, man. I got it. Last one. Uh, yeah. Game and football aside, you're you're obviously a big uh, music fan. Favorite yeah. all time band. Well, okay, so that that's gonna fall into two categories. Um, one, like I have one band that's like my big arena, Bruce Springsteen. I've seen him 25, 26 okay. times. Are you gonna see wow. him this time around? Uh, I did not do the ticket thing. I was a little disenchanted with the way he he right. you know did the Ticketmaster thing. Gotcha. I still might go. He's in Milwaukee, March seventh, yeah. so still still might go. Uh, I've seen him, I think, twenty five or twenty six times. Whoa! Wow! Um, in fact, I've got um, uh, my wife's <laughs> attached it to the wall, but I've got some Springsteen frames. But most of the bands that I that I like are small bands that nobody's ever heard of them. A couple of them actually. Uh, not too far from your area, New Jersey bands, not Springsteen. There's a band called the Gaslight Anthem. Um, oh, I've heard uh, of them. A bunch of kids mm. out there out of New Brunswick, New Jersey. No, they're not kids anymore. They're in their 30s and 40s. Um, kind of a punk alternative rock band. Um, Frank Turner is a British songwriter, uh, singer songwriter. Love him. Um, I feel I, I actually every time I go to a, a city, I look to see if there's a you know music act that I might want to see. I haven't actually checked. The, the <clears throat> Philly on Saturday night, but okay. um, if it's either a sporting event or a concert on the road, I try to do it 
my one of my favorite memories was going to the Palestra to see a game when the Packers played there. I don't know four or five years ago. Uh, I thought that place was really cool. It's the best. Yeah, it is. The, no, the hallowed hall. You know, there was a stretch for a while in in the two thousands where we were going to Philadelphia. It seemed every year. Right. Absolutely. Two thousand to two thousand four. In fact, there was um, I think it was oh three or oh four, the fourth and twenty six playoff game. The Packers played there twice in in one year, and then yep. you had the playoff game in two thousand ten. Like I felt like I knew Philly uh, <laughs> like the back of my hand, and I don't think I've been there since two thousand sixteen. So mm. I kind of got to reacquaint myself, especially with it being a night game and having all day Sunday to kind of uh, walk around. I, that's one of my favorite cities. It really awesome, is. I love awesome. the get, make sure you get you a cheesesteak. Yeah. What's yeah so, so are you, a, is it Gino's Pats, something else? What's the Tony uh, Luke's Gino's Pats? Yeah. Who Del else Sandro. Yeah. Del, you, you, Del can, Sandro. you can do, you can yeah. do better than Gino's. And okay. Pats. Well, I'm yeah. staying downtown. Yeah. So it should right. be good. Yeah. Rob, yeah. awesome. Awesome talking to you, man. We, we really do appreciate you giving us a couple minutes and, uh, you yeah. know, look forward to keeping, keeping up with all the work. You do a phenomenal yeah. job. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate you, up with you guys. And Derek, I know for years you've, 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 you've followed my stuff and, and I know you're a big, big Milwaukee native, right? Is that right? Oh man, you know, I worked for WITI from '82 okay. to '87. I worked with uh, Earl, the great late Earl Gillespie and oh, yep. Jim pa- and Jim Paskey, who moved on to become the Bucks full-time yep. play-by-play guy. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. I, Earl's, I, I, Earl's Earl's son or grandson was working in the TV marketing Green Bay for a while. I believe it was his son, but his I'm son John, who has his uh, big-time fishing show now. Yeah, I talked to John periodically. He's got this yep. regional fishing show that's like blown yep. up now. Yep. Nice. So, yeah. Very cool. Rob, well, listen, man, thanks for a couple of minutes. Yeah, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you, bro. Right. Really, really appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Take care. That, that you, is, man. yeah. And you can follow Rob at Rob Domofsky, D E M O V S K Y. And of course, he is the ESPN NFL Nation Packers reporter, been covering the team for more than 25 years. So he knows of what he speaks. All right. Let's get a quickie. That was great information. Gutter, good get on that one. We'll get a quickie here. We'll come back. We're going to skip the live read here, Xander, uh, and we will talk to Mike Sealski, get his take on everything that's happening in the world of Philadelphia sports from the Inquirer and WIP. We'll be right back. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salis.edu. We are back. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, just two days uh, ahead of Thanksgiving. Uh, just uh, wrap things up with Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers for ESPN and joining us now. Uh, covers everything. You name it across the board for the Philadelphia Inquirer. You can hear him on WIP on the weekends with Glenn Macdow as well. And you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Sealski. Michael, what's going on, my man? How you making out? Hey, Rob. Hey, guys. Good to be with you as what's usual. What's going on, brother? Mike, good to see you as always, man. I, I want to jump around, but I do want to start with the Eagles with you here. Um, they win an ugly one, right, for sure. But it was a game that I think in a lot of ways you, you can extract a lot of positives here and glean a lot of positives where the quarterback comes up big when you need him most. A defense that was maligned, rightfully so, after the Washington game. After that first drive, really put the clamps, especially on the run game, the whole blueprint thing maybe went out the window. We'll see going forward. What were your impressions of the way that game went? Yeah, that. I mean, look, they they needed to clean up some stuff. They made a few too many mistakes, turnovers. Um, took them a while to get going offensively, obviously. But I think, like you said, Rob, I think it was encouraging to see what the defense did uh, after that initial drive where Jonathan Taylor kind of ran all over them. Uh, they really clamped down. You know, the the additions of Ndamukong Sue and Linval Joseph helped a lot. I thought uh, even though those guys didn't go on, get on the field for a ton of snaps, they were really effective when they did. I think they'll be better for Jordan Davis coming back and having those guys already on the roster uh, increases the rotation, all of that. And look, you're going to have games like this, right? You're just going to have games where you got to go on the road and you got to just grind it out and get a couple of big plays from your quarterback. And that's what they got. And that's how they won. And that's okay. How surprised were you they were able to go out and get not one but two big bodies to fill that gap in the uh, defensive trenches in a short amount of time? Well, it doesn't surprise me too much, Gunner, only because Howie Roseman is always going to be aggressive at any opportunity he gets. It was interesting. After the game, he stood outside the visiting locker room at Lucas Oil Stadium and either fist-pounded or high-fived every player and coach who came into that locker room. Now, he usually does that inside the locker room, but for whatever reason, he did it outside the locker room. 
just an interesting sight. Uh, it was a reminder that, oh, yeah, there's Howie Roseman. And he had a big week where he signed two <laughs> players who helped them win this game, who had seven tackles and a sack oh, between man. them. So I thought that was very interesting. But look, that's what Howie does. So to answer your question, it doesn't surprise me that he doubled up like that. You had two guys at defensive tackle who can help and in their first game together did help. Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot. Now do they have enough? Super Bowl above. Uh, do they have enough? I, I think they do, Barrett. I think they can get there. Uh, doesn't mean they will. But they can. And look, the way the NFL is structured and set up now, it's, it's kind of like baseball in this regard. More and more, it's like who gets hot at the right time. We saw it last year with the Rams and the Bengals. Uh, and I think the same kind of principle holds true here. Could the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl? They absolutely can, especially if Hurts keeps playing like this. Uh, will they? I don't know. I mean, if you get the 49ers in Lincoln Financial Field, that's a team that can can beat you up, you know, defensively and on the ground and can score in multiple ways. So that would just be one team that could present some problems for them. So uh, no guarantees. It's not like 2004 where they would go in as the clear cut favorite to see them lose would be shocking. That's not the situation this year. Mike, I, when it comes to the defense, and and mind you, they you know, they certainly laid a dud against Washington. But for the most part, if you look at the critical numbers, they're good. Yet the style seems to be more of an issue for fans over the substance of actually what's going on. Is it just people were weaned on Buddy and Jim Johnson and Bud Carson and a style? Versus ultimately what matters in the in the big picture. I, I, where are you generally with Gannon? I guess you kind of hit both there. Yeah, to, to the first part of your question, Rob, I do think that's a big factor. I think people who are fans of football in this region want to see aggressive defense. They grew up on even if you're not old enough for the Buddy Ryan era, you were old enough for the Jim Johnson era, where Brian Dawkins was like a heat-seeking missile out there and was coming on blitzes and nobody knew where he was going to be. And Hugh Douglas was rushing from the edge and you had stout interior linemen like Corey Simon and you had a you know, fire-breathing linebacker like Jeremiah Trotter. This Eagles team doesn't play that way. They are much more about, as you guys know, not giving up the big play. They don't want to mm -hmm. take chances. Uh, so is it frustrating for a generation of fans to see a style of play like this? Yeah, it probably is. But it's working. I mean, I was skeptical of Gannon early on, especially after that first game of the season when they gave up all those mm -hmm. points to the Lions. But the defense has been really good for the most part, with the exception of that Washington game. And now that you've got these other quote-unquote toys to play with, if you're Gannon and Sue and Joseph, you should be able to get more creative and, and kind of create more opportunities for the defense to be aggressive. Well, looking Mike, at, uh, I don't know. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I don't know if you've written a story, but I think a great storyline that we've touched on a couple of times, but I haven't heard a lot of people pick up on it is you look at Miles Sanders being the accomplished runner that he is, but why has he been neglected in the passing game? You look at his numbers from his rookie year compared to what his numbers are since then, and I don't know if it's Miles has lost confidence in his catching ability or if the organization has lost confidence in that aspect. But that has been perplexing to me when you have a guy that multi-talented that he hasn't 
more multifaceted in the offensive flow? That's a good question, Gunner. I wonder if it has something to do with the nature of the Eagles offense under Hertz, that because it's so much more, uh, you know, run pass option and RPO oriented that it's, it might take miles out of the passing game a little bit. I haven't asked about that. Yeah. Uh, you, you go back early in his career and Sanders was with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles a little yeah. bit. I get, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong about that, but Carson definitely. Yeah, yeah. Carson definitely. Carson didn't like that style of offense. So mm-hmm. maybe it's simply that, uh, that, you know, there aren't the opportunities there because the offense is set up to go to other places. And let's be honest here too. You know, they were using Sanders more as a pass catcher a couple of years ago because they didn't have A.J. Brown and Devontae right. Smith right. and a healthy Dallas Goddard, who obviously they don't have now, and, and even Zach Paschal. I mean, they're so much deeper outside this season than they were in the last few years that maybe that has something to do with it as well. Hmm. Mike, do you put any stock in the they figured out the RPO in the Eagles offense, you know, a la Chip Kelly lights the world on fire and then – we see what happens. There, there have been other trends, the run and shoot, wildcat, whatever. Do you feel like we're, we're at that point, or is that taking it a little bit too far? I think that's taking it a little too far, Rob, uh, if only because you saw what Hurts could do against the Colts, uh, and he can do that to any team. You know, we, we went through this phase early in the season where everyone was concerned about how much Hurts was carrying the ball. He's on pace to, to shatter – the NFL single season record for carries by a quarterback. And then they went three weeks or so where he didn't carry the ball as much. And then they got back to it against the Colts because that's what they could use to move the ball. And that's what Jalen needed to do to get them to move the ball. So that threat is still there and it's still a very effective threat. If only because it can be so demoralizing to a defense, I think, you know, that you, he can scramble if he just drops back he can carry the ball himself. Look at that fourth and two play. Oh. Uh, there, aren't that, there aren't many quarterbacks who make that cut in those circumstances, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, that Hurts did. I mean, most guys just run right into the line, and he, he sidesteps the, the pile and gets two and a half yards when they needed two. Uh, it's really a, a terrific play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you look at it, though, I'm, I'm looking at how this office is being run and everything, but can it – how much longer can we go without having Dallas Goddard? We'll see. That's a good question, Barrett. Uh, I mean, he brings a dimension to the offense that, you know, very few tight ends can bring to any offense. You're looking at Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, maybe one or two other guys, and Goddard. He's he's a top five tight end in this league. Uh, they, the offense absolutely misses something without him. Uh do you see more of Zach Paschal as we go forward? Uh, more of Quez Watkins, who caught a touchdown pass Sunday. Uh, maybe they change some things up. You know, you put Jack Stoll out there, and maybe he can do just enough that if you lean a little bit more on guys like Watkins and Paschal, you can keep the offense rolling in a way that, that we were accustomed to earlier this season. Mm. Mike, how unique is what we're seeing here from Howie Roseman? You know, we talk about him being willing this past week to bring in not one but two guys. Uh, with the moves he made in the offseason. This team's 9-1. and one. All the, the, the trials and tribulations that he's gone through, I, I can't think of any executive that there, that's even a comp here. I, I mean, this is we're in some rarefied air here with him. Yeah, certainly in Eagles history we are, yeah. and, and probably in Philadelphia history the more you think about it, Rob. I think what's interesting about Howie and who he's become, kind of not only in the landscape of Philadelphia, but in the NFL as a whole, is, you know, the Rams, for instance, get a lot of credit for saying or 
or blame, depending on how you want to look at it, for saying, you know what, draft picks don't matter. We're going to go out and sign top-end talent, and we're going to try to win that way. Mm -hmm. And maybe it'll catch up to them. It looks like it might be this year. Yeah. But they got a Super Bowl out of it. And they could, there were other opportunities where they could have won one. What, what Howie's done, it seems to me, has, has turned the entire regular season into an opportunity to improve your team. He's made that much more mainstream in the NFL. The idea used to be, it seemed to me, that the team you had at the beginning of the season was the team you went to battle with for all 16 or 17 weeks. And Howie's kind of thrown that out the window out of the last five years. I mean, think about how important Jay Ajayi was in 2017. Think about their move to get Golden Tate in 2018. Think about the signings, as we talked about, of Joseph and Sue here. Uh, he's turned the trade deadline and the entire regular season into an opportunity to improve the Eagles in a way that other teams hadn't tried, I feel like, in the past. And mm -hmm. um, that's interesting to me uh, because I think it fits with where the league is as a whole. It really is a year-to-year -year league now. You know, we, I thought the Eagles were going to be really in bad shape for a long time after the whole Wentz thing went bad because they invested so much in him. But here we are two years later, and they are back on top of the conference. Now, some of that is they were fortunate to draft Jalen Hurts, which is kind of, I mean, you want to play that mental game of like, if they don't draft Hurts, then they keep Wentz and they'd be worse off. But was it a mistake to draft Hurts because it ticked Wentz off? Like, we can go round and round about that for days. But the fact is that they're back on top of the NFC two years after everybody thought they were, they were going to be done for for five or six years. Mm -hmm. What's well, the gold standard? The gold standard. You know, that's, that's how we get back. But um, you think there'll be any interest in uh, trying to hype that running game up a little bit with Melvin Gordon? Well, look, I mean, they're going to have to try to, you know, look, are, are they going to go out and get Melvin Gordon? I don't know. Um, you know, you've got Hurts. You've got to consider Hurts a running back. Sanders is having the best season of his career. Uh, Boston Scott is a good second or third back. I'm not in love with Kenny Gainwell. I think he's been underwhelming. I, I would like to know why they think on third down that suddenly Kenny Gainwell morphs into Walter Payton. That stretch was weird, Mike. That <laughs> yeah, stretch yeah. was weird. Yeah, exactly. When Sanders disappears, he's trying to draw them off after the two-minute warning, uses a timeout. That was bizarre. <laughs> I'd like to look at the, the numbers on this, guys, but it seems like Kenny Gainwell gets the ball more on third down than any back the Eagles have, and I just I don't get it. Um, but – could they go get Melvin Gordon? I suppose they could have, but Barry, you don't want to tinker too much, right? Right. You know, the, the good part, and, and both Joseph and Sue said this after Sunday's game, they're not being asked to do too much right now. It's just get up field, fill gaps, do what you've always done, play freely. You know, with a running back, it's a little different. You have to get him into a rhythm. It's harder to just put him in there for a play and take him back out again. Um, you know, it'd be different if they had signed Gordon, I think, at the beginning of the year, acquired Gordon at the beginning of the year. I would be surprised if they went out and added him now. Hey, Mike, um, Eagles have seven games left. Give me a storyline, whether it's an individual or a team concept, that, that you're looking to see if it unfolds or, or develops into something that you will pounce on uh, down the road. Well, a couple of things come to mind, Gunner. Um, one is the offensive line. I, mm -hmm. I think – that they have to stay healthy. Those five guys, as deep as that line is, uh, I think that is such the strength of this team, and it allows them to do so much of what they want to do offensively. 
you know, whether you're talking about Kelsey and his intelligence, whether you're talking about uh, Lane Johnson at right tackle and being able to block pass rushers, mm-hmm. whether you're talking about Jordan Maialato on the left side and cleaning up some of the penalties he's committed in recent weeks and, and playing, you know, getting sharper. The line is the key to everything. And if they lose one of those guys, that would be crippling, I think. Um, so that's one thing. I'm also looking to see, as we talked about earlier, can they work and get more out of, or at least keep fresh, guys like Quez Watkins and Zach Paschal? Because those mm-hmm. are the kind of guys later in a season, you're going to need them, okay? Tories go back to 2017. Tory Smith did not, by any stretch of the imagination, have a great regular season That's right. in 2017. He dropped a number of passes. But A, he was a good locker room guy, you know, smart, good teammate, all those things. And then come the postseason, he had a terrific three games. Yep. In the in the divisional round, the NFC Championship, and the Super Bowl, he was really good. So you, he didn't need to have a great regular season to be a contributor when it mattered most. And I want to see if Watkins and Pascal, because there is talent there, mm-hmm. and they have shown flashes. You know, Quez's fumble against the the Commanders, notwithstanding, those are guys who can be big contributors. And I want to see how they, you know, if they just disappear from the offense, or if they kind of show that they can be part of something bigger when the games start to really matter. Hmm. Mike, I, I want to, like I said, I want to jump around a little bit. Um, I, for me, like there's very little juice here and I never thought I'd be saying this, but because of the Sixers injuries, it's taken a lot of bite out of the Simmons return. You feel in the same way. And how do you think it's going to go down tonight? Well, I'm juiced now that uh, Ben and Howard Eskin have They're apparently buddies. made amends yeah, and are buddies. Yeah. Now. Were, were you there this morning? I was not, um, but uh, I was heart- I was heartened to see that it restored my faith in humanity. I knew you were uh, upset about that. I'm glad you're okay. Um, yeah. Look, you're right, Rob. It doesn't have the juice because it's not Embiid uh, against Simmons. It's not Embiid and Harden against Simmons. Uh, and Ben, I guess to his credit, has been saying kind of all the right things in the last 48 hours yeah. in talking about this. But I still think it's going to be pretty hostile down at the Wells oh, Fargo sure. Center sure. tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, – you know, I mean, the other dimension, too, is that it's Kyrie Irving's second game back since, right. you know, all the controversy around him regarding the uh, the anti-Semitic video that he reposted. So it'll be an interesting night down there. But, yeah, I mean, look, is some of the juice gone. It absolutely is because Joel will not be out there. Okay. Ah, humbug. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he ain't going to do anything. You, you feeling so. good about uh, Shake Milton and, and DeAnthony Melton uh, taking what, on Kevin Durant and the fellas? That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if they, if Brooklyn doesn't just manhandle us, then they don't need to be on the same court with anybody. Uh, we have nobody there. Nobody. We. I mean, our would you would you say that's our big three now? Our big three are gone. They're out of there. So so. I mean, it's, it. It's 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 crazy, Barrett. I think there's something going on at the Wells Fargo Center between the Sixers and the oh, Flyers. I players are just, water. Yeah, players are just dropping like flies. I hear Amy Fadul Kane just <laughs> just dropped like a sack of potatoes during a <laughs> on camera report. You hate to see that happen. Barrett's but, playing hurt right now. He spends yeah. a lot of time there. Hey, so, hey, you know, Mike, I'm like I had two wisdom teeth taken out, so I feel pretty dumb right uh, now, man. But uh, <laughs> if I if I were Danny Palmels, I'd be looking over my shoulder like, what's gonna bite me? You know. <laughs> Oh, all right, Mike, I got to hit you with this one. Uh, Dombrowski uh, gets a three-year extension, which I don't think anybody's surprised considering his performance, but a guy who's his age, you never know that he wants to stick around that long. Plus, he had the interest in Nashville, getting a franchise, et cetera. Uh, your take on that and the Matt Gelb piece that Rob Thompson was going to step away. I don't know if you saw this. 
after this year had, had he had nothing changed. If he just stayed as the bench coach, he was going to retire. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, and in a sense that doesn't surprise me just from kind of a macro view, Rob, because, you know, it, it's a little bit like riding a stationary bike. You've been doing it for so long and the view doesn't change. You know, why would I keep doing it? But the view changed when he became a manager. And I think Rob, based on some of the comments he's made uh, since the World Series, I think he liked it. And I think he realized he was pretty good at it, his decision to take Zach Wheeler out of game six, notwithstanding. So, um, you know, good, good job by Matt to, to get that. And, and it really is an insightful piece. As far as Dombrowski goes, look, I think he feels like there's unfinished business here. You know, that this team that he helped put together – you know, finally got close to where everybody in that organization wanted it to go. Maybe there's a chance to go out and sign a truly great player and somebody like a Trey Turner or one of the other shortstops that are out there and put this team over the top. And, okay, I'll stick around for another three years to see if I can see this thing through. Hey, Mike, right. I've been trying my best. I've been trying my best to stay optimistic about the Flyers. You know, they get out to a great start. You know, um, and, and I'm telling people, hey, Tortorella's the man for the right man for the job to turn this thing around. Now they've lost like what seven in a row. Yeah, is is that have we seen the best of the Flyers and it's still early in the season? Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. The phrase I would use, Gunner, is regression to the mean. Uh, uh. This is the the Flyers are the t- are becoming the team that everybody knew they were going to be. They uh. are just they are outmanned. Man, that's just, there's no other way to put it. They don't have the top end talent to be able to compete on a nightly basis. And if you listen to Tortorella and what he's saying each and every day, it's, it's, you know, are we making the right plays? Do we know to make the right plays? Like not even looking at the outcome necessarily, because, you know, let's say a, a rookie makes the right move. He drops, he falls back into, you know, into a defensive position and the opposing skater just outmaneuvers and scores, you know, mm-hmm. Tortorella is looking at it and say, okay, well, were the kids instincts, right. And he's, he's harping on those kind of fundamental things as opposed to, Hey, are we competing for a playoff spot? He knows the score. Everybody in that organization knows the score or should know the score. And everybody following the team should know that this is, this is not a playoff team. It just isn't. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Well said. Well said. Mike, keep up the it good hurts. work. Now, it when, hurts, when can, man. It hurts. I know Gunner's Gunner's tearing up a little. He, he, oh he, man, he, I'm he, sorry. You gotta you gotta tell him the truth though. Yeah, rip it off like a band-aid, Mike. Exactly. Uh, when I, I obviously they can uh check you out on Twitter at Mike Sealski and inquire.com. Uh let's start with this. What's the next piece coming up? And then when can they catch you on the weekend on WIP? Well, I got a couple days off coming with Thanksgiving and all that. So I'm not writing again until Sunday. Good. I'll be back on uh IP with Glenn. Uh, this coming Saturday from uh, from 10 to 1. And awesome. if I can pump one thing, Rob, yeah. Yeah, on, on Wednesday, December 7th, from 6.30 to 8.30, uh, Glenn is, is setting up an event at um, Puddler's Kitchen and Tap, sponsored by Conchhock and Brewing Company in Bridgeport, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a holiday book extravaganza. I'm going to be there uh, selling copies of The Rise, my book about Kobe Bryant. Congrats. Zach Berman from the Zach Berman from the Athletic is going to be there selling copies of his book about the 2017 Eagles underdogs, and the great Ray Dittinger will be there as well nice. selling copies of his uh, memoir uh, and his collection of columns. 
uh, I think, you know, the collection of columns is one last read. Right. I'm drawing a blank on his yeah, memoir. I think it's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm drawing a blank on the title of his memoir, but he'll be there. I think Charlie Manuel's going to be there. There's going to be uh, apparel and merchandise there nice. uh, from Shive Sports. It's going to be a really cool event. So if you're around on Wednesday, December 7th from 630 to 830, please be there. All right. Good stuff. Good, That's bro. a great lineup right great, there. Mike, yep. thanks as always, man. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Always okay, a pleasure, take care, man. Buddy. Take All care. Right. That is Mike Sielski. All right. When we come back, guys, um, I want to, Barrett, I want to pick it up where we we sort of left off before we had Rob uh, Domofsky on. Uh, and just kind of your take on the game, whether or not people have figured out the RPO, the Eagles offense. That's the, the latest theory out there. We've moved on from blueprint to that. Um, we'll discuss that. And I also want to throw some of the, uh, some of the Hall of Fame, um, uh, nominees, semifinalists that are out there because there's some pretty good Philadelphia ties. Okay. And, and one of Barrett's former teammates, actually two that I just counted really quickly of Barrett's former teammates. So we'll do all of that. When we get back, don't go anywhere. We are sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network, D gun B Brooks R Ellis. All right. I want to tell you about proaction restoration. Proaction restoration is the place that you call or reach out to. If your home or your business has experienced the pain and inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, or mold damage. It could be your property, it could be a house, it could be something you own. Uh, they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I know this because I called them on a Saturday morning and they got right out to my parents' house, fixed the problem, diagnosed it, cleaned it up. The crew was professional, clean. The price was reasonable. All the boxes were checked, okay? They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Whether it's fire, whether it's water, whether it's smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. Hanging out with us on this Tuesday, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Let's smash the like button, folks. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us. If you could do us that favor, we certainly would appreciate it. Army, throw this at you guys first, then we'll get back into the Eagle stuff as far as the uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalists, guys. Uh, and you get, give me your reaction. I'll run through the list here of people. Um, That's three guys e- I, I played with, bro. Three. Okay, okay. Um, let's start with this one. Eric Allen who uh, I, I can't figure out for the life of me how this hasn't happened yet uh, with the amount of interceptions that guy had for as long as he played. 
Um, I've never, frankly, been able to understand why it's taken so long. I hope this is finally the year. Hey, and by the way, I know it's, you know, we're not doing birthdays yet, but it is his birthday today also. Is it his birthday too? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Very good. So Eric Allen, um, I'll I'll start there. Then we'll kind of work our way through. You guys tell me. Uh, Jared Allen, who certainly was a very good player uh, for for the Vikings for for a decent amount of time. Willie Anderson, Mm -hmm. Rondé Barber. Yeah, yeah, very good player. Great player. Uh, uh, Anquan Bolden played a long Great time. Player. Yep, for the Cardinals and uh, Ravens. Henry Ellard from the formerly the Rams. Uh-huh. Um, Philadelphia's own Frankfurt High School. Jari Evans. I think he's a lock, but that's yep. just me. London Fletcher, very good, undersized, but extremely good player um, for a long time. It was London Dwight Freeney, a uh, longtime Colt. Uh, James Harrison, one of Barrett's guys. Yep. Uh, Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, Robert Mathis, Darrell Rivas, Steve Smith, Fred Taylor, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, another one of Barrett's guys, Heinz Ward. Yep. Demarcus Ware, one more of Barrett's guys, Ricky Waters. Slick, slick. Yep. Reggie Wayne, Vince Wilfork, Patrick Willis. Jeez. Darren Woodson. That is a killer lineup, man. Yes, it Dude. is. And what do they they normally take what five to six at the most? Five, seven? What do they yeah, take? At the I, most? I, yeah, I don't is there a set number? I don't Jeez. think they're but that's it, man. That's a lot to choose from. Th- those guys are just semifinalists. So that's the uh that's the group of 2023. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm really hoping that uh that Eric Allen finally gets his just due. Same. He deserves to be in there. Um the big question is why is he continuously neglected? I don't understand. That's the I, big, I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't know, Derek. I honestly, I, I wish I had an angle. I, I don't know what the reasoning. And it's not. There's no bad guy off the field stuff that you know treated people poorly and somebody wants right, to dump right. on him and not root for. I, I, I vote for him. I don't know. I don't. You know, know. Rob. That, that's that name has been a topic of discussion for a, a lot of the years that I've been here, in terms of why is he continuously passed over. I, I I don't get it, and you're right. His his resume is clean, um, in, in terms of any off fields off field transgressions or anything. I don't get it. The numbers speak for themselves in right. terms of what the guy's done as a football player. I, I I that baffles me to this day. Guy played 14 years at cornerback. I mean, that's <laughs> not hard. That's safety, but cornerback. Yeah, uh, that is hard to do, man. And. You know, he was uh, a very um, – he could do anything you needed him to do, honestly. It, it really didn't matter. But he was – he had a nose for the football man and was a guy who came up with a lot of interceptions in his career. He really did. I mean, he was an amazing, amazing yeah, – take a guess how many how many interceptions he has career. Uh, I don't even want to look it up, man. 54. What? I was thinking around 36. Dude, that's a lot 36, of picks. 36, 37, yeah. It's a lot of picks. Yep. yep. And so. he can't get in. Yeah, I don't know. But so, anyway, I, I've been screaming about Eric Allen for years. So, I, I actually think Ricky Waters deserves a ton of consideration, too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, I mean, he has over, what, 1,300 yards rushing. Um, Good receiver. You know, 13,000. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know, it's I, – I, I believe him – him not being humble, man. Ricky, yeah, that 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 could hurt Ricky. It's that's not the case with Eric Allen, but that definitely could hurt Ricky. Right, yeah, right, for sure. 
Yeah. So good. Good. Well, blast it, 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 it hurt T.O. It hurt T.O. for one year, and then T.O. threw it back in their faces <laughs> by holding his own Hall of Fame press conference at, at Tennessee Chag- Chattanooga. That's he true. said, "Oh yeah, give me my jacket, and I'll have my own press guy. I don't need to be in Canton, Ohio." Yeah, it's true. It is mm. true. Um, all right, so I, I throw that one out there uh, to you guys. But Barrett, let's pick it back up where we were because you were making some good points regarding not only the win, the game itself, uh, but some of the things that you were seeing here. And do, do you get the impression that they need some tweaks here? Because the offense, let's face it, has not flowed the way it flowed earlier in the year of late. What, what do you think is happening? It hasn't flowed because we haven't run the same offense. Not until we got into the, the – the, the latter part of games that we run the offense that we ran at the beginning of the year when we had so much success and got up on people. We were able to run an offense where we ran the read option, I mean, an RPOs better. But I, after the past three or four weeks, we've got we got Jalen into more drop-back pass situations, which is why we're not controlling the, the, the clock. We're not controlling the line of scrimmage because we're not running as our staple of what we use to go out there and dominate teams. This team is not made to be a drop-back quarterback type of team. It's not. The offensive line isn't built like that. We have 300-pound, 350-pound guys on our left side who want to come off the rock and hit you in the mouth. Landon Dickinson is not a guy that wants to be out there dancing like a bear and and, and blocking pass. He's not made for it. Mm -hmm. He's made to be a masher. He wants to maul people. Jordan Malata, the same thing. We had big-time plays to to, to receivers down the field because – we ran the ball consistently. That means they put an extra man in the box, which allowed them then to go over the top. And 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 because we had more people, you know, more people trying to be in the box trying to stop the run than there were people outside trying to stop the pass. When you change it conceptually, conceptually, and when you watch the film, see how many times he does drop back pass as opposed to what he did at the beginning of the season. We must run the ball consistently. That's the type of offensive line we have. But have they figured that out? In other words, I know what you're saying, but are they incorporating this the way it should be run? Then we have opinion? changed. We have changed conception of what we do. Then why? Why do you think you've changed? Why? Because they. It's what a lot of people think that we don't want to put our quarterback in harm's way. We don't want to put Jalen out there where he's going to get hit. Everybody kept saying we're hitting. We're they're hitting Jalen too much. They're hitting him too much. They're hitting him too much. So what do they do? They change it to a more drop-back orientated type of offense. Not saying they're not running RPOs. I'm not saying that. But we're getting away from what we do best. But isn't we there some truth the to that? Isn't there some truth to that? that he's taking exceptional hits. And I'm sure defensive coordinators are saying, get as many hits on him as you can. We can't have our cake and eat it too. You can't I, have, I get it. I get it. You can't, you can't, you can't say, all right, I want a dominating offense that nobody can read, nobody can stop. But then say, all right, but I still don't want my quarterback hit when you go out and run that type of offense. When you this is what when you have a quarterback like Jalen, who's a dual threat, he makes the defense account for all eleven guys on the field. When you have a drop back quarterback like they played last week with the Colts, Matty Ice, the defense is only defending against eleven people on I mean uh, ten people on the field. They're not worried about the quarterback running or anything. He's going to be right there where he's where he is. You can't do that with Jalen. You have to bring somebody else in the box to account for what else he can do from an athletic standpoint. You have to allocate resources to stopping the run when he's playing the way you know we we know he can play. 
you can't just sit back and say, all right, then we're just going to keep six or seven men in a box mm-hmm. and stop the run, stop Jalen, and then we'll stay. That way we can, you know, at least have somebody double or, 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 or bracket A.J. Brown. Can't do it. Because of Jalen's so good, you have to account for him also. So you must have a spy in there. You must have somebody else in there to stop the run. So that puts eight people in the box. Now who's going to double team on the outside? All I'm saying is this. You can't have your cake and eat it too. We must understand that Jalen knows how to protect himself. I said it earlier on. When running for first down, he slides before he gets to the first down, knowing that he's going to get hit if he tries to go at that first down. Mm. I have no problem with him sliding before it. We'll pick up the first down eventually. In cases late in the game we need it, I can see him going out there and doing it then. But he's protecting himself. He understands what his worth is to this team. So he's not putting himself in harm's way. But you can't think that his intangibles are not going to put him in a, a bad position sometimes. It does. But it also gives you the ability to really have an explosive offense because you can push the ball down the field because they don't have enough defenders to excuse me, to defend the pass. Mm. Hey, hey, by the way, uh, this is the segment, uh, and, we'll, and we'll try and do this each day, guys. If people in the chat section, you want to fire away some questions for us. It could be Eagles related. It could be anything where we were discussing or go, go discussing or going to discuss today. Uh, please feel free. Uh, just throw them out there, and we will get to as many as we can get to. Here, uh, put Dick, put Dick Burrito's butt to sec, um, second to the last one. Uh, hold on. All right, Dick there you go. That's it. Seriously, if it works, it works. Jalen knows his body. He's not reckless and don't really think I was it? don't really see him getting smashed, smashed on tackles. tackles. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, what I, I agree. Look, I, I think that, you know, I, I, you guys know I've been railing on this for a while the, the before it was, he doesn't throw enough touchdowns. They don't count the running. I don't care how he does it. And I, and I don't think he was, I don't think he's reckless. I don't think he puts himself in you, harm's, harm's way to anytime you step on a football field, but exactly. I don't think he goes out of his way to be this, this, you know, guy who's going to challenge, uh, you know, bigger players. I don't think he does that. Yes. Um, the more he runs, the more chance he gets hurt. There, there's, that's only logical, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do to win football games. And this was a classic case of, okay, and this is going to be a day where his legs are going to have to win it for, for mm-hmm. us. For the and that's what happened. Didn't he remind you the first game? It right. Detroit. Detroit. Same thing as Detroit. Yep. Here's, here's one for you. Put up the Eagle maniac. Uh, the question, I like this question. Okay. Uh, I like this one. The Eagle Maniac, where he says, uh, does Jalen trust his blind side? That's a great question right now. Because the last couple of games, Malata has not been Malata. And we've identified that on a number of occasions. It started with the Houston game. You know, and now I'm not going to blame on Malata what happened where um, Miles Sanders got caught with uh, Yannick Ngakwe on, the, on a strip play. You know, I am. Um, why? Because Malata crashed down. He crashed down on that block, didn't he? You got to, you got to, you got to drop hinge. You okay. drop down for a second to secure that three technique, just for a second. Put your hand okay. right there, and yeah. then go out and help that running back. Okay, rather, so that should not have been Sanders on an island out there. Malata missed that play. He, then you have to wonder what was the line call then. Well, it's, on this play, we call it a gap hinge. You get down, protect the inside gap, look, and if there's nobody in the inside gap and there was nobody in the inside gap, put your hand down, stop that gap, and then you got to get back to help. It's either a running back or a tight end, one-on-one against a, uh, a defensive lineman. You're taught you got to get out there and help him. As long as that linebacker does not come, you got to get out and help that linebacker. 
And that's why he was there to make a play. I don't know why he just stayed that. Why stay down there? It was a time he was sitting there, he was blocking nobody, just sitting there on air like this. You can't do that. But Stop Barrett, gap, we, turn and get out. We've been talking about this. And that's why I said it's a great question. We've been talking about this for three weeks now. He's slow out of his stance. He's getting beat continuously off the edge. All these guys are going up these up and under moves against him, or they're doing that swim move and getting around him too easy. And why? And if that's the case, if we notice it, does this quarterback notice this as well and start saying, oh, geez, um, I got to start looking on my shoulder. So why do you think they're running those type of protections? Get him down there, put his hand down there, get back out to help the rack. He's supposed to be out there helping the back. That's his job. He messed up on that play. He should have been out there helping. And so that's why they that's why they had a big play with him, you know, strip sack. He, he can no longer allow those concerned. things to happen. You know, I don't know if he's healthy, but he's reverting. He, he's regressing. Uh, uh, it has a lot to do with his health, but okay. right then it still does not it still, it still doesn't keep him from getting a lot of the blame for him not getting back to help that running back. You got okay, if, if if it is his health, why don't you put in that former first round pick who's sitting there? You know, how many teams have the luxury of having a first round pick sitting on the bench? Not many. You got a first round pick. If my lot is what bear? Now wait a minute. Don't give me that side eye look. Now here, here now now look. You were talking up Dillard for a long time, and what did I tell you that I heard about Dillard? I they also, don't trust Dillard, right? And I was also talking up the Raider, the Raiders. Okay, but I'm just saying. Okay, so so you're seeing what I'm saying? Then that's why that's why I brought it up because I was told. Remember when I said early in the summer they don't trust Dillard. And you kept saying, come on, D-Gun, he's showing all these signs, yada, yada, yada. You know, And I, I'm not going to argue with you because you see things as an offensive lineman. I will I never see I did see it. it. I, I did see it. see it. I saw okay. the fight. I saw him out there uh, playing well. But sometimes a guy just doesn't have it. He just – Thank you. I told you, fight. I told you I heard that. He doesn't have that fight, man. You know, you got to be able to fight your way out of a wet paper bag. It right. should be hard to fight your way out of a wet paper bag. So that's, that speaks volumes – if they're willing to keep a guy out here who we think is still injured, more so than going to a guy who's finally healthy and a first-round pick sitting on a bench. Yep. That speaks volumes, if that is the case. I don't know. Uh, like just I said, like I said on that last play, he should have dropped down, checked, and got out to help. He didn't, mm-hmm. which is why I'm really thinking, all right, man, keep – you got to give me more. You got to be more careful than that. You got to go back there and give me more. I want more from him. I need more from him. Uh, Chris asked a question, which I had up earlier, um, which I forget the answer, honestly. And you guys remind me or Xander. Uh-oh. We were talking about a new theme song. Oh, the yeah. Show. Whatever happened with that? I don't. You I honestly what? don't remember. I'm my, asking. I don't know. Well, my son – you know, he's so knee deep in his schooling and his his job. He just totally, Dad, I don't know when I can do it. I don't have time. That's so why you got time to go drive your new Jeep. You don't have a half hour to come up, you know, <laughs> and, and, and come and help your dad out. I've been helping you for 31 years. You can't help dad out. My other guy, Elvin, who I've known, he's, you know, he grew up with my sons. He's all over the country now. He's a big-time music producer. I can't get him to sit still. I said, dude, you don't have a whole plethora of just old beats we can just listen to. Right. I'm gonna get through these young people nowadays, dude. It never happens. Yeah. You can't trust them. I mean, he's got beats when when I was doing my podcast at his house, you know, he would play these beats. I'm like, dude, who is this? Oh, it's just something I was tinkering with last night. I said, dude, that's hot. 
you know, and he's got collections of just beats sitting there. So I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna guilt him again. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up, Chris. How I'm gonna guilt him again. M. Reyes uh is down with uh providing something. So maybe we could uh we could Uh-oh. get we could get his his or her, uh I don't want to offend his or her um information and well we could we could have Let's him send it to Xander Let's and we'll it. take a listen. Okay. M. Reyes Yes, yeah, well, I'll get we'll get in contact with you. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm getting tired of this game show music. All right, uh, I want to. I hear you. <laughs> Let me show you something That's that I, I think is uh, is popping here, and it's gonna is gonna be awesome on Sunday night. Check this out. This is what the Eagles will be wearing the uh, the black helmets. Oh, oh, pretty sweet, oh, oh. Pretty, pretty sweet dude. Ooh, That's gonna Real be sweet. nasty. Yep. That's good. They look real nasty, exception of uh, yo. Oh boy. Jake Except Jake, Jake doesn't look too intimidating on that one, man. Yo, you know what? Gonna... Just keep doing what you're doing, Jake. You're the only one we can count on on special right. teams. I don't mind. I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah man. Kick, I, gotta, kick I, gotta make some calls. I gotta make some calls to get one of those from my collection behind me. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That's oh, on is hot. That is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, so we'll. Uh, that's man. gonna be awesome. That's what they'll be wearing Sunday night. The the uh, black helmet, and the black uniforms with the green trim and the green and white trim. Uh, it's gonna look awesome, man. It's gonna look awesome. So uh very cool there uh for that from the uh from the birds. Wanted to hit you guys with a couple a couple other little odds and ends here uh before we dive you know headlong into the uh the full-blown NFL segment. Um so a couple things. We touched on it a bit earlier, but I'll ask you guys just flat out be real specific. How do you think Simmons plays tonight? I think the, the Sixers are gonna have a really tough time considering they have no one playing. I'm not talking about the outcome of the game. How do you let's think see. Simmons individually plays tonight? Uh, let's see. Rob like he's been playing. Hmm. Like he's been playing. He's going to play. He might have two points. He might have a – no, he might have four points. He might have four points. Let's see here. Um, no, I, I don't see him doing anything. He might have like six boards, three assists. That will be a good game for him. Let's see. Ben Simmons has played 12 games. He has started seven games. He's averaging 27.8 minutes a game. He is averaging 7.9 points a game. He's averaging... What? This can't be right. 6.8 rebounds, 5.7 assists. He's shooting 50%, which means he's missing half of his free throws and less than a, and a half a block a game. I say he hits 11 points tonight. Just because of the Sixers. I see 11 I think points. so too, Derek. And and they, yeah. some of them might be garbage. Yes. And he might be going against like you and me coming off the Sixers bench. Yes. And yes. then he'll flex <laughs> after he throws one down. Hey, hey, what, do you mean, what do you mean you and me? I got to cross over. I just can't cross I, back. I forgot. Just just me. But he, he'll he'll mean mug after he dunks one on, on you know, whatever. Furcon or somebody else. He and, said Furka. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know that's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen, man. It's 100% it's going to happen. I, like, I don't think he's going to light the world on fire, but <laughs> he'll have a moment or two where he'll be feeling himself a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's just exactly what Barrett just did. He's going to get. So you. let's see. They've won two in a row in four of their last six. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's gonna come in here, scores eleven points, and then flex as he's walking off the court. If 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 the Nets win tonight, 100%. he'll throw up the flex like this and walk out. Yeah, yeah. And, think and meanwhile, Durant Durant will drop a thirty-eight piece. But he'll pump in another twenty-six. Yeah, right, right, right. Then he'll be flexing. But no, I, I I'm with you. Like I think he's in that eleven range. He'll probably have eight rebounds and like seven assists. It'll be one of those kind of games for him. Mm, I agree with you. 
Yeah. I agree. You know, and, and I think Brooklyn's going to win this game tonight. Yeah, you know, too. which which makes me cringe, and the fact that he's going to even if he scores two points, he gets the last laugh because Brooklyn wins. Hundred percent. Right, you right, know, right, I, right. I've heard all these people on radio and stuff talking about, oh man, I can't wait to boo him or hear the crowd. How much they're going to boo him? I mean, let me let people in on something. Athletes are not affected by people booing in any arena. They don't care. Some of them feed off of that stuff. You think mm-hmm. he's that guy though? You think he's, think he's he a cares. turn it into fuel guy or or go the other no, way? I, I think he's. I, I just think he's. I don't care, guy. I'm getting. I'm a 34 million. I don't care. Right. You know, he said. See, he True. said all the right That's things true. this morning in front of the Philadelphia media. Yep. I have some great times here. I came here as an 18 year old. Uh, this fan base is passionate. Um, you know, they're, they're loud, boisterous. Uh, they, they all the right things. You know, my, I have a brother who still lives here. I, you know, I have a lot of ties to Philadelphia. You know what? He's at peace. He's at peace with that. Whatever you think about him, he doesn't care. Because he's making more money in one season than you, me, and Barrett will see in a lifetime. Yep. He'll no, you're you're right about all that. I mean, you are. It, it 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 doesn't make it right the way that he's approached things, but you're right. That's the way that he thinks. Yes. That's absolutely yeah. the way that he thinks. Absolutely. 100%. And I don't think I want to yeah. fight him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, you ain't in no condition to fight nobody right now. Right, because you might catch me with right one right across. You he'll just yeah. You better it give it a couple days. Yeah. yeah, you better give. You, it a you're a little days. you're a little slow on that. How you holding up? By the way, Are you, yeah. you okay? As as no. we muddle through here, we're good. We're good. We're rocking and rolling, baby. Okay, I appreciate the effort, man. You're playing, yeah, hurts. man. You're a trooper, bro. I give you that. I do like it. And the backup plan has a question. I think he asked it twice. Okay. Hello. If that's the case, why didn't they? trade Dillard. They're not going to trade Dillard. He's an insurance policy. Yeah, right. That's exactly you, right. Yeah. I mean, think about what, what it looked like when Dillard still wasn't available with a broken arm and my lot of what do you have a concussion yep. and you had to throw yeah. a, uh, Jack Driscoll in there. That was a big time drop off. Absolutely. A huge drop off. You know, and now again, obviously you hope it never happens. It's like buying a snowblower and it never snows. Okay, good. But Dillard is sitting there waiting if somebody goes down and you know, and that's, even if if it were to be Lane, you could move yeah. Mylotta to the right and play and play yep. Dillard in the left. So uh, that's why. I mean, simply put, it's it's good insurance. Absolutely. Like and like I said a few minutes ago, how many teams have a first rounder sitting on a bench? Right. He's good enough to start anywhere, though. I will tell you about Ooh. Dillard. He, Dillard is good enough to start anywhere. He yeah. Is good. But okay, you 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 say that, and we said the same thing about Dennis Kelly. Uh, who was the other started, one? You mentioned? Had a great bullet career. Who who was the other one? Who was the other one you mentioned not too long ago? Who left here, started yeah, briefly it? and sitting on a bench? Who was? Yeah, it? you talking about? Uh, you talking about? Uh, what's not, the Colts? Not uh, Herbig. Not Herbig. Um, no. Um, well, Dennis Kelly went to the Colts. Yeah, he's with the Colts also. Um, Dennis Kelly started with the Titans for about four or five years. Yeah, he's had a good career. Yeah. He was traded uh, for uh, Doriel Beckham Green, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you're talking about um, what is his name? He played for he played at TSU. Let me look it up. Hold on. Oh, TSU. Ooh. TSU. Yeah. I mean, TCU. 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 Yeah. TCU. Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor. That's his. Thank name. you, Matt Anthony. Pryor, Thank yeah. you, Dank. Good yeah. job, guys. Yeah, Horn Frogs. Yeah. We're having a great year, by the way. Yeah, they are. This is what eleven and zero. <laughs> look at Duck. <laughs> Duck say, "BB, your dentist beat you up." <laughs> What are you gonna do Shoot. against the younger, yeah. the youngster? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you're right, bro. He's not lying. Um, out for the count, man. Oh man. 
All right, so this is what we'll do when we come back. Uh, we're going to dig into the NFL, just every all the odds, everything that's going on in the NFL, the comings and the goings here. Uh, Jets situation at quarterback, Broncos wave a player, Washington activating potentially activating a player, Justin Fields health update. Uh, we're going to do the NFC and AFC power rankings as we have a little bit of a shorter week, so we will hit all of that uh, when we come back. A little further dive into. The National Football League. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So you have any type of tree issues in your yard or on your property. If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we're in that, that storm season right now. Crazy winds, right? Potential hurricanes, all of that stuff. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated to make sure you don't want to have any, uh, any problems down the line here. So go to their Facebook or Instagram page. For more information or a sampling of their work, give Flynn Tree Services a call today at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. everybody our number three. hi everybody i'm your game show host Derek gunn do you want to what's behind door number one number two or number three okay i'm sorry rob go ahead no i listen man <laughs> i'm with that? you i i am with that you. music brings it out of me we uh we need to shake it up I, there's no question I, I i'm uh it's time it's time we got to make it happen and by any means necessary uh whether that's one of our friends in the in the chat section, somebody listening, somebody streaming, one of Derek's relatives. I don't know. Whatever it takes. You got to make it happen. I'm calling people out right now, man. I can't all right. Take call this. people. Call people. Uh, all right. Let's start with this one, guys. Um, coming off that, that, that feudal offensive performance on Sunday against the Patriots and his wording after the game where uh, he said, you know, do you feel like you let the defense down? He said, no. Uh, Robert Sala, despite three weeks ago saying that he is our guy, was non-committal about about Zach Wilson, and to me this is interesting because this is the guy who was supposed to be the face of the franchise who you drafted extremely high to be the quarterback, you know, of the future here and and the present. And uh, you could tell, and that you guys tell me, and Barrett, I'll start with you on this because you have lived this in the locker room as a player. You had to I bring said, up the Jets, didn't you? you I just did. had to do. It. I'm, I'm I'm rolling with it. I'm I'm, I'm and they roll with it too. I know here it comes. I'm powering right through here. So my question is, Barrett, when he <laughs> when he said that, when he was asked point blank, do you feel like you let the defense down? And he said no. That this to me is a reflection that the locker room's pissed off at him and the coach realizes it. And if he wants to salvage the season, he either has to put the fear of God in this cat or uh, or bench him. What is your sense? Uh, he's he's just not a good quarterback, man. He's he's not a he's not an NFL starting quarterback, not to me. Mm. Um, he'll be a great backup, come in and spell you, but he's not a guy consistently go out there and will your team to victory. He doesn't have the intangibles. He doesn't have, he didn't have, um, for him to say no, it's crazy because number one, you got to be humble because you just lost. Number two, you didn't help your defense out. Did you help him? No. So if you didn't help him, it means you let him down. He's uh, he's in a fantasy world, thinks too highly of himself, and that's why Robert Sala's like, you know what? And that's you know, especially when you have a defensive minded head coach, they'd be like, hey, bro, we can't ride with you this long, man. Mm-hmm. We just can't do it. Can't do it. I'm with, even if even if he went out and played well and they lost, you don't do that. Like you, nope. you just you fall on the sword no matter yep. what. And like I'll give you an example. The flip side of that is Justin Fields, who got hurt in the game hurt his shoulder and, and stayed in there and is questionable for the next game went in and apologized to his defense for letting them down against the Falcons. Like wow. that's, that's a guy who gets it versus a guy who doesn't get it. 
Right, exactly. He doesn't get it. And and those defensive players will eventually let you know that you're not getting it. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, he he he's on a he's on a long run with a with a short leash. The the only thing I would ask is like and I, I I'm I don't really I don't think he's a uh the guy either, Barrett. Let me just say that. I'm I but I can't say that with 100% certainty. Do you if you're the Jets have to let this ride out a little bit and continue to play him to see if he is the guy, uh, I mean, you, you're talking about Mike White and Joe Flacco as the backups. Well, I mean, we know Joe can play, but he's the short-term answer to a to a long question. Yeah. Um, are they in a position to get one of these new quarterbacks coming out? No. No, they're too good. The record's going to be too good to get straight right. out of one of those guys. So where are they at as far as their progression of, of being a team that compete come up pretty soon? I don't think they're in a position for that. So they got to ride with it. They got to ride with him. He's got to be them. He's got to be the means in which this this the sip shale, uh, sales. Hmm. What do you think, Darren? I, I don't think so. Here's why. That kid just put your head coach in a very uncomfortable situation. That statement put that coach in a very comfortable situation. Now, just a few weeks ago, <clears throat> the came, same coach said, "We're committed to Zach Wilson." This kid now needs to be taught a lesson. And if you sit him for one game, because now the public cry in New York is, and from the from the teammates anonymously is, yo, who's this dude think he is? He's as much of a problem as anything else on this team. The defense is not the problem. Him throwing the ball in the ocean uh, in the Jersey Bay is the problem. You know, so now the coach has to make a decision. Now you've got Mike White sitting there and you've got Joe Flacco. <clears throat> your 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 frontline quarterback. We saw the highlights. Saw the highlights. Man, he was throwing the ball. It looked like a young Aaron Rodgers who was throwing the ball against Tennessee last week. Balls over the and I know it was a windy day, but still he was missing dudes wide flats. Mm-hmm. I don't care how windy it is, you got to have arms strong enough to get the ball to a receiver in the flats. He saw, and then he stood there and said, "No, we're not the problem. We're not. No, we're not. We're not a problem." So the coach. That's this is this has to be a learning tool for a young quarterback. Now, the Jets were on the inside looking out of the playoffs. This one loss cost them right now. They're on the outside looking in. I think the, I think the team would play better if you if you set his butt down for a game. First of all, you talk to him. Look, look, young man, even if you believe you're not the problem, you don't say that. We're in a struggling <laughs> situation here. Do you see what kind of division we're in right here? We're jockeying for position every week. <clears throat> we need all 53 guys to be of one mind, one accord. You stepped outside of the fraternity when you made that comment. You can't do that. So you sit his butt down because he's not helping him win. So put Flacco in and put Mike White in and see what they can do. And guess what? If they win, you sit another game. And if they win again, you sit another game. I don't think anybody with a Jets fan base right now would have one problem with Zach Wilson sitting his ass butt on the bench. Look at you. All right, Derek. <laughs> butt, butt, butt on the bench. I like it. Fired up. Uh, you're you're running out with Derek too long. Oh, dang, they throw me under the bus. That's crazy. I know, really. That's crazy. But you know what? I haven't seen that happen before. Where have I seen that happen before? Nowhere. What? Where have I seen a front line will be a, a draft pick quarterback for he's been drafted for the past three years, uh, be benched for 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 saying something like that? They're just not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. 
don't know. I, I think this one's up in the I air. I don't know. I, 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 don't I know. think there's really – because I, I, I believe, Barrett, part of it is that the, the locker room is like, yo, man, what's up with this dude? I think that's right. a big piece of it. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. I, I do see – I, I understand that. Uh, I saw Buddy Ryan do it with Jaws and, um, and, and Randall. But Jaws hadn't lost the locker room, had he? What is the difference? Right. It was split in half because the defense wanted more. So they wanted they wanted um Randall. Randall. Yeah. And then the offense wanted Jaws. It was a defensive mind of coach. So he went with what the defense wanted. Have I seen it anywhere else? Not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. Um, could I see it happening up there? Sala. He's already taking uh, he's already taking names and numbers of people that doubt him. He might do it just a simple fact he wants to win that bad. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Let's I, I like might say yeah. I might say yeah. Zach okay. Wilson right now. Now this is his season, okay? Yep. Zach Wilson right now, in seven games played, fifty five point six percent completion percentage, four touchdowns. Five interceptions. Is Zach Wilson helping him win games? No. Nope. <laughs> Sit his butt down. Sit yep. him down. Yep. Sit him down. Listen, I'm, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and especially that last game. I mean, he ended up going 9 of 22 for 77 yards. It's embarrassing. How's that game. possible? A, a 24.5 QB rating. All right. it's It was bad. And he's not hurt. And he's, he's not, not hurt. Well, yeah. we saw Malik Willis go five of ten. So I just mean, his feelings possible. are hurt, I guess. But that's about it. Um, all right. So uh, a couple other things. Melvin Gordon uh, was waived by the Broncos. He fumbled five times, and they had seen enough. And bye bye to Melvin, who's had a good career, but former he's out. first round pick. Well, I remember he sat out a year. He held out again when yeah. he was at the Chargers, and that he's never been. The, usually, when those guys held out, they're never the same. Right. He'll you know, end up in Houston. Bell. Yeah, they pick up all the fumblers. I mean, they picked up Amari <laughs> Rogers. They, could, they couldn't wait to get Amari Rogers down there. So go get Melvin Gordon. You know, they have two fumblers on the team. <laughs> um, the uh, the Commanders are going to activate Chase Young. So he's it, you know it's been a long road. He had a pretty serious leg injury, um, but it looks like he's finally going to be that guy. So he's oh, Bear, be Bear uh, JM brings up a good point. I forgot about that one. Reed did sit McNabb. When McNabb struggled, I remember that. McNabb it was that wasn't one happy game, about right? it. Yes, or... McNabb wasn't happy about it. Oh, that's right. I that's remember right. that. Good, good call, JM. Good call. Good call. But I, yeah. I wasn't here then, though. <laughs> no, where were you? You were Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was. You Pittsburgh. were with the the Yunzers. Yeah. <laughs> Yunz still gonna come over here. Still can't get over that. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Justin Fields, so he, you know, he felt bad after their loss. Um, went in there, apologized to the defense. They're not sure if he's going to be able to, what his status is, you know, moving forward with that shoulder injury. But uh, by all accounts, he heard it in the game and stayed in there. I, I, I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. I think once they finally get everything settled there and get him some more talent, like I think Claypool eventually will start helping him, but he doesn't have a ton of talent right now around him. In terms of the passing game, he's got a nice running game. Um, and he'll, he'll, he'll be able to dial it back a little bit in terms of the running, just a touch, because he, he's running a ton. I think he's going to be an absolute beast. 
Justin Fields is a prime example of why I don't want to see my quarterbacks running the ball 15, 18 times a game. Now he's got a shoulder injury. Lamar Jackson missed games last year because he ran so much. Running cost RG3 his career. Now, Jalen Hurts is a star QB, but he's still a quarterback. And, you, and we, we can't emphasize it enough. Defensive players hate quarterbacks because the game has been changed to baby them. Yeah. You know, they are the franchises of every team in the National Football League. Okay. I, you know, and now Justin Field has a bang up shoulder. They said it's not separate, wasn't separated, dislocated, but he's taking all these hits. I mean, he's phenomenal. When he gets an open field, dude, yeah. his lights out, no question. But eventually, somebody's going to catch him with that one shot, and they did. Yep. Yeah. And, and ironically enough, they're playing each other. The Bears are playing the Jets. Oh, geez. On, on Sunday. <laughs> who, who, who are you taking in that game? Uh, I just you know what that is, Derek. Stay away. Oh. <laughs> you don't get near that game. The Jets are uh, minus four and a half. Jets are favored. I wouldn't based uh, on the defense. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it because I don't know who's quarterbacking for the Jets. I don't know if if Fields plays, how banged up he is. Does, yeah. How does that affect things? I yeah. That is that screams get away from that game. Ooh. Um. All right. So a couple other things that we need to uh, to hit here. And again, we're going to we're kind of pushing things up because we do have the shorter week here. Um, but some rankings and let's start in the AFC, fellas. Let's do some power rankings. AFC. I've had a little movement here. I've had a little movement in, in my AFC. Oh, so, OK. Um, we're just going to do five. We'll do five in each conference. So who I, I go first. If you guys don't want to go first, I'll go first. I don't care. Titans at five. Okay. It's taken them a while to crack the top five for me, but I have the Titans at five. I have the Dolphins at four. Mm. I have the Ravens at three. Mm. I have the Bills at two, and I have the Chiefs at one. Now, I think the mm. you can certainly argue my two, three, four. I'm giving the Bills a bit of a benefit of the doubt considering the way things have gone lately for them, uh, even though they won last week. But that's my order. I'm going Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Dolphins, Titans. Chiefs, wow. Bills, okay. Um, my number five is Baltimore. Number four is Tennessee. Number three, Buffalo. Number two, Miami. Number mm-hmm. one, Kansas City. Uh, what made you push Miami up a little bit here? Miami beat them earlier in the season. Uh, Buffalo, uh, those two games, those two games prior to coming back, they struggled against uh, Cleveland this last game a little bit. Then they blew them out in the second half. Something's not right with Buffalo right now. I don't know what it is, but, you know, they would come out of the gate blowing people out of the water. Now they have to build up steam. <clears throat> I don't know. Miami, Miami's just that electric team. They, they beat they beat Buffalo once. The rematch is yet to come. Um, I, I just like what Miami's doing. Miami's won four in a row. I just like where they are right now a little bit more than Buffalo. Okay. How about you, Bear? I, I, I'm I'm along the lines with you, as far as the Chiefs and the Bills, but then I then I go Dolphins, Ravens, and then Titans. Hmm. I um when I when I I just think the Bills they'll get it right, even though the Dolphins have you know at this point the Dolphins and the Bills are right neck and neck with each other. Mm-hmm. I just think that the Bills will just the Bills will get past it. And be, get past all this, you know. I mean, they got the same record. Yeah. Um, I just think defensively they're better. Quarterback position they're better, which is making the Bills a better team. Dolphins, are, they're definitely good, man. Look at the train wreck we have right there. You know what I'm saying? All these teams. Chiefs, eight and two. 
But then you look at the Bills, seven to three. Dolphins, seven to three. Right. You know, um, the Ravens, seven to three. Then the Titans, they're the only ones, you know, that they have a little more of a skewed seven to three record. You know what I'm saying? The Titans are interesting in that they're 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 getting good quarterback play now. Yeah, yeah. Tannehill. You, you you always know Derrick Henry's going to be there if he's healthy, and you know they're going to be tough defensively, and they're they're coached well by Vrabel. But th- that's the X factor, and the young kids are coming on. Yep. Traylon Burks yes. is starting to, to yes. figure it out a little bit, so that that is what makes them a little bit more interesting, and that's also what makes the Eagles' rest of the schedule not easy. Plus, the, plus Tennessee is a bully team. They like to play bully ball on both yes. sides of the ball. Yeah. They're a very physical team. Yeah, they are. Um, and and you know that that carries a lot of weight when, when you're trying to win games down at crunch time, and you can run a power game all day long and they can't stop you, or you have a defense as stout as their defense has been, and their back end guys are playing good, great man coverage as of late as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee, that sleeper in the AFC right now. Well, look at the Eagles' schedule, guys. So they get after. Green Bay, I think, is is just kind of a wounded animal. You don't know what's going to happen here. But they play Tennessee, who's playing extremely well now. Giants, who have overachieved in a massive way and maybe reality setting it a little bit. But you have to go there on December 11th. At Chicago, which is not going to be easy, but they should win. But then you're at Dallas and you get New York again. Like, that's not an easy close to the schedule. It's The, the beginning part was much easier. No. Now, if, if Fields is healthy, try to defend him with, with all of his running antics now because his running is – he's got a strong arm. People – I don't think people realize just how strong his arm is. Yep. He just doesn't have a great group of talent. But when he starts running around, that freezes a lot of people on the back end. And he's made some big throws because receivers have gotten wide open because when he takes off, people freeze. Yeah. It's like Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, all these – you know, uh, they, when they take off, everybody's like, where is he? You know, next thing you know, the guy you're supposed to be covering is five yards behind you, and he's zinging it over the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Yep, running past you. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, oh my goodness, that's more embarrassing. It's easy, you know, it's one thing to have a quarterback throw over you, but when he starts running past you and you suck and win because you can't catch up to him, <laughs> that's a little bit more embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, all right, NFC. Who wants first crack? I'll go, Gunner. All, all right, you, man. All you number five. Tampa Bay, number four, Minnesota, number three, Dallas, two, San Francisco, one, Eagles. Hmm. I think I'm exactly on the same page that you're on. Really? I think well, I am. Brilliant, uh, brilliant give me your, give me your order one more time. Give me your order one All more right. time. Tampa Bay, who finally got healthy and yep. showed it against Seattle. Yep. Minnesota, even though Minnesota got, got dogged by Dallas – you know, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any more uh, other teams better than Minnesota right now in the NFC. Dallas number three because if that Dallas team that plays Sunday shows up, they're gonna be a monster to deal with. San Francisco, I watched them. I just watched them basically just chomp on Arizona like piranhas chomping on raw meat. That defense is active. They're so creative in their offensive game. The weapons. The addition of Christian McCaffrey, I can't say enough about this, has opened up so many things for an already creative offense, and then the Eagles at one. Yeah, like the, watching them last, I know Cardinals stink, and yes. I know Kyler yes. Murray didn't play, and even if he was playing, they wouldn't have won that game anyway. But, you know, with, with the, the health, they have Debo healthy, Ayuk's healthy, Kittle's healthy. You're throwing McCaffrey in there. 
they run some awesome schemes. Like I, some of the stuff was just yes. so yes. unbelievable that Shanahan. Oh ran. my goodness! And their defense is ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. Um, I know Barrett, you haven't been a San Francisco lover uh, this year. Have you come around at all? You see, I'm quiet right now. What does that mean? The reason I'm quiet, man, because I have to concede, man, to say uh, what? After last, what? After last night's game, what? And watching some of the schemes that they had, you know, the the jet sweeps they're running with, you know, everybody, Debo people, and all, yeah. and all. It'll be tough, man. You know, and and kitchens, you know, playing the way he was playing last night, even with that horrible offensive line, with the exception of wait, bruh, Trent Williams is something's wrong with that dude, man. <sighs> He what? is a monster. Yeah, yeah. Monster. He was deboing people. He was killing people. And your boy, Philly's finest, at that right tackle, he is absolutely horrible. Or glitchy. Yeah, he's absolutely horrible. He's one of your but, favorites. Yeah. But, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, man, the way they run him, the way they use him, man, he's special, man. And yeah. You add him with everybody in that, you know, and it's just, they're hard to, you know, they're hard to stop. So I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go Dallas. Then I go Vikings, 49ers, then the Eagles. All right. That's a little different. Okay. Okay. You still put Minnesota ahead of Dallas? Yes. Wow. Even after the the loss, I do. You know why? Because you can catch lightning in a bottle one time. Just like the commanders caught lightning in a bottle. You you can't tell me that 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 offense over there with the Vikings is only a three-point scoring offense. No, no. Exactly. So it was the – that wasn't the norm. That was that was that was not what they are. Yeah, Bear, but their defense. I think we thought they had a good. De- I think their defense is overrated. Well, to be honest, I think they're overrated. Well, Dallas's defense is 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 is, is overrated also. Well, Dallas's defense's biggest problem is the run defense. That's what I'm saying. So you get a team yeah. like us, and we run the ball against. Run the them, ball. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll okay. be fine. All right, let me. Uh, I'll give you my very similar to Gunner, but a little different here in the in the back end. So I go Vikings five. I go what? Bucks four. Yeah. Vikings five. What? Bucks four. Yes. Barrett, you're 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 dissing you're disrespecting the Bucks. I'm telling you, man. They're coming. I'm telling you, they're coming, dude. Uh, uh Cowboys are three, 49ers are two, Eagles are one. The Bucks mm. didn't even make my list. I'm worried about the Bucks. Wow. I, I can't believe you picked the Giants over the Bucks. I can't either. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm shocked. You don't think. Tampa Bay's defense can stop Daniel Jones? It's not that, man. It's not that at all. I just think that old man Brady is going to start showing his age again. What? Yes, watch what I tell you. Watch what I tell you. And, and we'll, we'll revisit this. When it happens, we'll revisit this. Because I know you healthy. have. And I, and, 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 I, and I I understand that you guys be willing to throw it back in my face because you've done it on several occasions, you know. With we, my, we did with not my, throw it in your face. With my Raiders prediction, yes, you did. And oh, I, and, and it was deservedly so. But this is something I'm going to tell you guys. You, you guys are just jumping on that bad wagon too fast when it pertains to the Bucks. You're jumping on it way too fast. Them I think you're a little wobbly. oversensitive. I Them, just think – I think they're getting healthy, Bart, and I – I don't know, man. I I just can't write Brady off too. I can't. Do I it. can't either. I'm I not can't. fearing Brady the way I used to fear Brady. I I, I he I still has one of the quickest releases in the game. Yeah, his numbers are still pretty good, man. Despite all of this, 
Bro, he has the walking wounded out there. You say, oh, he's going to be back. They're not getting healthy, man. They're going to go back. You're talking about I'm, – I'm, 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 they got uh, they got a receiving core, man. This is a geriatric uh, – Godwin's back. Julio yes. Jones starting to come on a little bit. Yes. Julio Jones will be hurt again. I mean, maybe. Mike Cameron Evans Brady's is just been, is still Mike Evans still putting up pretty good numbers. I'm not. He'll be hurt still. Russell Gage is still hurt. Okay, they'll be hurt, man. The Watch kid Otten's coming on a tight end a little, a little bit. This no? Russ want to say we'll be we'll be visiting about three more weeks. Okay, and they'll probably be they'll probably be one and, and two in of in of three weeks. Let me see what they have coming up. Let, let, all right, here. So schedule. You know what, Rob? Example. You know what, Rob? Yeah. Now that now that Barrett has shown his sensitive side that we allegedly have thrown it back in his face. When we prove him wrong in a couple of weeks about Tampa, I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm not. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you I'm will. Not gonna, you better believe I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one was buying that. No one. Um, all right, so here's what they have. They have uh, they have a bye week. But they had a bye week, sorry. They're at Cleveland. That should be winnable. New Orleans at home should be winnable. Yep. A- at San Fran. I don't think they win that game. That's going to be a tough one. Cincinnati at Tampa is going to be very interesting. Loss. Okay. No, they ain't losing to Cincinnati. Yeah, they are. That's a toss-up kind of game for me. Um, At Cardinals, that should be a win. Yep. Carolina home, win. At Atlanta, win. I mean, this pretty favorable. Yep. It is pretty favorable once you put it like that. And and Uh, here's the problem, too, Barrett. They're in that trash division. Which means they're getting in the playoffs, even with a borderline record. They're getting yep. in, which means they're going to be somebody's pain in the ass in the first round. Oh man, it's not us. Oh, yeah, old man Brady. Old man Brady's completing sixty-six percent, twelve touchdowns, two interceptions. He's only been sacked fourteen times. So as bad as that that offensive line is, what does that tell you? That ball's still coming out of his hands, lightning fast. And doesn't it feel like he's got more than uh, that? He had more than two picks this year. I so know. Far? I would have said five. Yeah, I would have said five. Only two. Me too. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't – like, the notion that he's fallen off a cliff is not true. It's just he hasn't had great help around him. Heck no. uh, More than anything And he's fourth in the league in passing right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. I'm telling you. I can't write off that dude, man. And and I I don't think think that – I don't think the Dallas game was just Dallas played great and the Vikings didn't. I feel – I'm worried about Dallas a little bit, too. I know, man. Uh, I, I think, I think Brady has finally been set free. Now that this divorce is behind him, and all those distractions, he's going to focus on playing his game, and he's going to. He knows that whether it's this year or if he decides to come back one more year to prove whatever he wants to prove, every time he steps on the center, he's going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Yep. And that's bad right. for the opposition. I think you are right. Uh... All right, we'll come back. We'll do a little open talk. Uh, Team USA uh, had a late lead, gave it up in the World Cup. We'll tell you what they have. There was a massive upset, too, uh, in the the World Cup as well. Um, uh, Messi and crew go down. The the Argentinian team lost to Saudi Arabia. We'll talk about that. I have a couple on this date. Tons of birthdays, tons of movies. We tied Wales, so that's pretty. How do we tie Wales, man? Come on, man. I know. I know. We'll talk about it. We will get into it. Uh, I was we'll asking Rob, I, and I was asking Rob. I said I saw this. I said, "Didn't Wales? Isn't this Wales' first whale? Uh, Wales' first whale cup team, World Cup team since the late fifties or something like that?" Uh, uh, let me see. Wales and 
All right, I'm going to try and find out. Let's see. Let me check on. Captain is the guy who scored, Gareth Bale. Let's see. Yeah, he's the one. He's the one that uh, beat. He hurt the union um, union too, right? Yeah, he hurt the union. Uh, okay. They were in the World Cup in eighteen. If I'm looking at this right, they were. World Cup qualification. Okay, let's see. They uh, with a win. However, followed this run with five consecutive draws. Okay, so they finished. And they didn't qualify in 18. All right, they weren't in 18. Excuse me. I don't know. I'll look it up. Uh, not not my You're wheelhouse, frankly. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, I thought you were a soccer aficionado. I'm not. Oh. I, I I know I all I know is I can I, I gotta watch my kids play. That's about it. All right. all right, so we'll get a quick timeout. We'll come back and uh we'll do a little open talk, including uh some football, as they say, some on this date, some birthdays, some movies, and uh some eagle stuff as well. Don't go anywhere. We are sports take Jacob Sports YouTube network. Let's talk now about Razor technology. Yes, Razor Technology and Data Estate. Data is everywhere in business today, but When it's locked away in silos, it can't be efficiently used, and businesses don't have time to wait for the insights that shape decision-making. Razor Technologies Data Management not only integrates data from wherever it's generated or collected, but provides a uniform structure for storing, interpreting, and distributing it to decision-makers. Razor helps businesses transform and model their data, use it to populate real-time dashboards, and create shareable reports that highlight key areas of progress, as well as warning signs in need of attention. Smart data analytics and the tools to make data insights easily digestible help businesses of all sizes and types discover where they could be untapping significant savings. Razor technology can help you break down your silos and fully realize the value of your data to drive growth for your business. To learn more, contact Razor Tech today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salis.edu. What's up, everybody? Final segment of the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on this Tuesday. Tuesday. Man, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Wednesday uh, on this Tuesday. Uh, Crazy, man. Two days away. Less, well, two days now from now, uh, from Thanksgiving. It's a wild. It is a wild, weird, wild thing. All right. So uh, caught the end of this yesterday after we wrapped up the show. Uh, At that point, the U.S. was leading 1-0. And I'm thinking, all right, they're going to take care of business against Wales. And then lo and behold, there's a penalty. Uh, Wales gets a penalty kick. And it's the same dude who did in the union in Gareth Bale, who was their captain, who buried one. And the game ended in a 1-1 tie. Uh, now, you're not done if you tie like that. You're not you're, if you're the USA. But uh, it is not an ideal situation. It's a game that you should have won. Because you get England, that's going to be a much sterner test on Friday if you are Team USA. So not not great, not a great outcome. Okay, well, outcome, but not a great outcome. Well, it's World Cup. What do you expect? Always expect the unexpected. What do you expect? Um, you know, Wales. I, I don't know much about Wales soccer. You know, uh, <laughs> that, makes two, that makes three of yeah. us. I would guess. <laughs> so, um, but hey, you know what? If they, so, what happens if they lose Friday? What do they go I think they're losers big, pool big or something? Yeah, yeah. I think they're. I think it might be lights out if they lose on Friday. Yeah. I don't think they beat. To be honest, I don't think they beat England. I mean, Not those, be those people. Those people live for soccer, dude. They're like the professional of the professional. It's like sending. It's like sending our team teams against other countries in, in, in the Olympics of basketball. It yep. ain't pretty, you know. Oh, it no, it ain't. Yep. So that's that. Uh, this one was like like a seismic upset. Again, I, you know, don't pretend to have this kind of depth of knowledge of all these countries, but Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia, which is like in, in reading some of these game stories is like one of the all time upsets ever. So yeah. some weird stuff's happening. I think it, I think it's a, a lack of uh, alcohol beverages being allowed in Qatar. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> No booze, man. No booze. That'll do it to you. Uh, that'll do it to you. Yeah, that's for sure. But that was that. The the, the that's the uh, extent of the soccer breakdown for us, or football, uh, if you will. Oh, oh, and Ronaldo's leaving Man U. For for what it's worth. How much? Thank you. You're welcome. Is this thing on? Hello. 
Yes. Uh, um, yeah, yes. No, I'm responding because um, yes. Elvin, you know, finally chimed in about why he hasn't sent me music samples. Okay. And he said, he said, what about, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pass this on to Xander. I right. see what he thinks. Um, now he just sent me one. He goes, what about the original music I made for you for your gun on one podcast when you started two years ago, 2020. So okay. I'm telling him, I'm saying, I don't remember two years ago. So I'm going to send it to you guys and send it to Xander and see what he thinks right now. And you guys, so this is just one sample. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to guilt him in Hey, do one sample is not enough. So I just sent it to you guys. How, okay. How many do you think he can get us? I, I, he should be able to give us like 10 or 12. Right. He's got the whole catalog full of stuff. Great. I'm game, man. I'm okay. game. What, so what's our target? Is it the new year? For a new song, what do we? Yeah, no, because we're getting we're coming close now. Let me. Hey, no, we need something for for Christmas. I can't. I can't deal with this music for the whole year. Okay, by Christmas. I I'm, so I'm we have like a month. This. I mean, we only have I'm, a month then, if that's the case. I'm, look, I'm just saying. We tried this before and it didn't work out too well. Okay, well, you have one now. Did you both get it? I haven't gotten anything yet. Nope. You didn't. No. What? Oh, I said message failed. You know why it failed? Because Barrett, every time I try to send Barrett, let me, let me just send it to you. I didn't get it either. Rob. I have an iPhone. Yeah, but I included him on it, and it and it, 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 it says oh, message the failed. Whole thing. It's yeah. always Barrett. It's always well, you, Barrett. You know what? It is always your fault, Barrett. He always you, always. And that, you and that bootleg phone of yours. Oh, my God. He finds right, a I'm way. Just send it, I'm just going to send it to Rob and to Xander and let you guys have I, it. Wait, right. I want to get this straight. So your phone won't allow you. I don't know, and I'm asking. I don't it get this won't allow just, you to it, it just whenever i send a group text if i include somebody who's not who doesn't have an iphone it says message failed now just, right. my phone just started doing it like this spring this past spring okay. now normally the only person i know of when i send a group message to or a group video to that does not have an iphone is that guy right there <laughs> yeah him, guy. that guy picking on barrett and he's always not, hurt today i'm not picking hurt. on him not right not I'm right not, all right, um, let's run through a couple other things here. I want to get back to the Eagles in a second, but I want to go two on this dates: one of the serious variety and one on the non-serious. Which one do we want first? Let's go serious, then we'll segue into some lighter okay. stuff. Okay. On this day, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, JFK was assassinated. Mm. Um, yeah, I had the opportunity to take the tour. Uh, they have a whole tour in Dallas in the Dallas area where the, the depository and the, and the bookstore and all that. Um, it's pretty fascinating. If you ever get a chance to do it, uh, I did it a few years ago and it was, if you're an American history buff or, or what, it's pretty cool to check out. Obviously yeah, you know, awful, awful circumstances, but. Um, the many times that uh, I've been to Dallas, I've had a chance to drive right down this street. I forgot what it's called. Um, yep. Daily, daily. I can't remember. Daily Plaza. Dilly yeah, Plaza, Dilly Plaza. Uh, yep. where he was, here was shot. Plus, it's easy for for me to remember this day because today uh, would have been my dad's birthday. You know, my dad's birthday. Born the uh, day after my brother. Um, oh, today's your yeah, dad's birthday. He would have been he uh, yeah. Today would have been my, my dad's passed in 2016. But happy birthday yeah, in heaven, Mister Gunn. Yep, yes. yep. Happy so it would have been his birthday today. So okay. yeah, so I remember that, and I can remember I was a little bitty kid when that happened, and I can remember when they were doing a funeral. My mom, all schools closed down. My mom was sitting on the couch watching the funeral, and I didn't understand the significance of it then. And tears streaming down her face uh, because a lot of people love John F. Kennedy, you know, yep. In, yep. in America. You know, five years later, uh, yep. Martin Luther King and his brother Bobby K. 
killed as well. Uh, yep. It was, a, it was yep. a crazy time, man. It was a crazy, crazy time. Um, all right. So that's the serious one. On a lighter note, <laughs> 10 years ago today, the butt fumble occurred. <laughs> Our guy, Mark Sanchez. Okay. The, yes. Scrambling into a butt fumble. Patriots go the other way. I was actually do, do I was doing sports that night for CBS three and we're, I'm in the newsroom. Like this has to be in the show. This has to be in the show. This is crazy that this is happening right now. It was on Thanksgiving. Dude, my memory I, serves. I have watched a lot of football. I have never seen anything close to that since it's where crazy. a quarterback runs into the backside of an offensive lineman and fumbles. Yeah. I can't bear. Have you? Yes. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Running backs. Quarterbacks, all that. I've never seen a fumble doing it, though. That's what I'm saying. I've never seen yeah. a run into the back of somebody's butt in fumbles like that. <laughs> I will give him this. Like, I'll give Sanchez this much. He he will have fun with it. Like, he doesn't duck it. Mm-mm. He brings it up himself. He's got a good sense of humor about it. And it, I think it's helped him. He's actually a pretty decent broadcaster. I don't mind him uh, on the games. Um, yeah, he's rebounded nicely, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. He had a in decent terms of, career. I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. He had a few bright moments. Yeah, made some, made some I mean, coin. He wasn't Tim Tebow at quarterback. No, no. Actually, had a nice little run for the Eagles during that stretch. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, all right, so let's go into birthdays. Let's start with this one. Scarlett Johansson is 38 years old. Okay. Uh, my, one of my favorite actresses. Scar Joe. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, 64 years old today. And Halloween Rob's favorite movies. Jamie Lee movie is? Trading Places. Yes. There you go. We chronicled there this one. There you go. Yep, for several reasons. <laughs> Two in particular. Kidding. Let us, a joke. A let joke, us move everybody. on. Keep, keep moving on, Rob. Don't do keep it. Moving. Don't do it, Rob. All right. Uh, Barry, Mark you Ruffalo. see Trading Places? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know what Rob's talking about, right? No. What? What Rob, are you talking about? I mean, Barrett, he said a dead giveaway. He said two reasons why he liked that movie. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep moving. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, the actor, is 55 years old. Who? Mark Ruffalo. Mark he's Ruffalo, been in a lot yeah. of stuff. From Wisconsin, baby. Yeah, he's a Wisconsin guy. If you saw his face, you'd know. Like, you'd know who he is, I'm telling you. He's, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, Haley Baldwin. I don't know which Baldwin brother she's the daughter of. She's one of the one of them. I don't know which one. She's 28, uh, 26 years old. One of my all-time favorites, Rodney Dangerfield. Born yes, on this day yep. in 1921. No respect, Caddyshack, yep, uh, yep. back to school. Uh, you know, the, uh, Rodney's a goat. Oscar Pistorius. Whoa. That did not, uh, that didn't go well later in life, if you know no, that story. No. You know, mm. um, I think he's in jail, right? They, 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 they retried him, and I think he went, I think he's in jail in South, yeah. uh, South Africa, I think. Oh, yeah. I get it. I get it now. No, I get it now. No. Oh, I remember oh, now. Oh, good. I remember, I remember now when, when he was all down and out and she was walking around with no uh yeah shirt yep. on. You're correct. Yeah. Thank you. He, oh, he, was, okay. he, he allegedly had a cold or the flu and she was gonna warm him up. Yes. Warm Rob up real quick. <laughs> I remember now. Yes, yes, it did. Especially a young Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Michael K. Williams, another great yeah. actor. Uh, the Wire, um, among other things. Uh, yes, yes, lost yes. it too soon. Uh, was about a year or two ago, uh, yep, unfortunately. Yep. But he was born in 1966. 
Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is 26 years old today. Some good athletes, yep. actually. Uh, Billy Jean King ninth, uh, is 79 years old. Uh, yep. You know, one of the all-time, all-time, not just tennis, but uh, did a ton, has done a ton for, for people in general. Uh, Richard Kind, the actor, who, who's been in like Curve Your Enthusiasm and a bunch of other stuff, is 66 years old. Uh, a musician and part of the E Street Band, Stevie Van Zant, and also was played um, in the in the Sopranos with, with Sill in the, in the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Uh, what funny, funny character, uh, Sill, and and nasty as well as as most of them were. Uh, that's all I have for birthdays. You, what do you guys have? You got anything? Ooh. You had um, I missed a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Mads Michelson. Uh, there was uh, oh, from uh, Casino Royale and Clash of the Titans. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Um, what about uh, oh, you said Mark, uh, for follow the Hulk. Yeah. you already saw him. Yeah. Um, Harley Earl, he was uh, he was um, in charge of GM for all those years. Um, he was the spearheaded the Corvette project. Oh, Harley wow. Earl, okay, yeah, one of the one of you know. Greats, as far as you know, uh, Car GM, Chevy, and all yeah. that type of stuff. Oh, cool. Um, Sean Fanny Napster. Oh, he was the guy who discovered Napster, yeah, in college. Yeah, lasted that, that, that had a little run for about two years and then they shut that down, but that was right that was big for a while. Okay, and then, like we said earlier, Eric Allen, yeah, okay, you know, Eric Allen turned uh, hold it, 56. 56. Yep. How about you got her? What do you got? Oh, uh, let's see here. We got um Boris Becker. Oh. 55. Okay. Uh Brock Osweiler, 32. What a bust career he had. Oh, okay. he got paid. He got paid though. Robert yeah. Vaughn, who played the man from Uncle. Remember that old show? He was, he was in a lot of stuff, that guy. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Catherine McNamara is 27. And um Hallie Bieber, Justin Bieber's wife, is 26. Oh, that's but that's Haley Baldwin. Yeah, that's the same. She's she's married. To oh, Bieber. same one. Okay. Yeah, same one. Okay. Yep. Oh, oh and, and Charles de Gaulle. Okay. I remember Charles de Gaulle, French mm-hmm. Army. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. So hey, let me pass this, and we'll get into the movies. Uh, so Lane Johnson is the team's nominee for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, given to the player who recognizes players around the league who exemplify outstanding sportsmanship on the field. For for uh, congrats to Lane, friend yep. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Lane. Uh, there you good go, work man. by Lane. Always doing good stuff in the community. Um, all right, movies. A bunch. We got a bunch of good ones today. Ooh. So we'll start with um, – we can start all over the place here. Uh, but Casino, the movie Casino with Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Love Sharon Stone, uh, Scorsese directed. That was in 1995. <sighs> Another one in 95 is Toy Story, the first one. Yeah, okay, okay. Down, one of yeah. my all-time favorites. Uh, Frozen 2, what came out yep. in 2019, the, the uh, sequel. Hunger Games Catching Fire. Derek, I feel like we're doing a Hunger Games every day, but we are doing a Hunger Games. <laughs> I know, man. It's crazy. 2013. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club with uh, Matthew McConaughey. So yep. also 2013. Back to the Future Part 2, which, it, fun fact here for that, uh, that was 1989. They filmed both Part 2 and 3 simultaneously. Did they really? made both sequels, boom, boom, one after the other to save no uh, budget. Yeah, they cranked them both out in like a very short period of time. Like it was crazy, long days and not a lot of takes. And they got them both done, which I don't know why. The first one crushed. 
There yeah, should be plenty of budget for that first after the first one, but I don't know. Um, Die Another Day was 2002. Oh, I love that movie. I Very love the music good. from that music uh, movie also. Very good. Frida with uh, Selma Hayek in yep. 2002. Uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is the uh, Mr. Rogers story for, with Tom Hanks, 2019. I didn't watch uh, that. It, yeah. it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. I, his, the book is better. There's a great uh, Mr. Rogers book that I would tell people if they, uh, and you think it's going to be just like, it's pretty good. It gives you a lot of insight in his life. But anyway, uh, what else? What else do we have? What did I miss? Uh, the animation Coco is a great movie. Um, it's a great family movie. Okay. Um, I love it. You seen it, Barrett? Yeah. Yeah. I love the I love the animation movies. You know, obviously having to watch them with kids and now grandkids. It is a phenomenal animation movie. If you like this kind of movies. Okay. Uh, the Adams Family, 1991. Came oh, out. Okay. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles came out in 2018. Beauty and the Beast, 1991. Beauty mm. and the Beast. Sing it, Barrett. <laughs> Sing it, Barrett. Change your name from Barrett to Luther. I think we just discovered our theme music right there. That was it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Twenty One Bridges with Chad uh, Chadwick Boseman. That was that's a, a good movie. movie. That was yeah, yeah. I don't that was, I don't think it was the last movie he did, but it was like maybe one of the last few few movies that he did before he passed. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dark Waters, two thousand nineteen. Okay. I like that too. Uh, mm-hmm. What about Darkest Hour, the uh, Winston Churchill story? That was a great. That was a good movie. I didn't, I didn't see, see that it. one. Okay. In the days of Adolf Hitler, you know, decisions he had to make and stuff like that. That was a good movie. I'll check that out. Uh, okay. Delivery Man, 2013. And King Solomon's Minds, 1985. Good. A lot of movies. All right. Yeah. Very strong. Oh, um, oh, oh, I missed the best one. Okay. 2002 Friday After Next. Oh, that movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. How many did they make? Three? Three. Yeah, three. Okay. Stupid funny. They did really well with those, uh, for sure. All right, so I have a I have a question, Barrett, about how practice will be handled on Thanksgiving for the Eagles. Off today, back at it tomorrow, but Thursday is Thanksgiving in, 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 with a Sunday game. Well, how do you handle that? Do you try to get the guys in earlier? You get yeah. all your work in and in and out. Just hey, suck it up, guys. We're going early on on Thursday. That's exactly how they do it. Yeah. You get yeah. in early, suck it up. You get to weigh in early. So you can eat tomorrow night. Usually okay. you weigh in, usually weigh in on Thursdays. <laughs> okay. Well, they weigh you in on Wednesday instead of Thursday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. They weigh you in on Thursday before practice, so you're good. Oh, right, right. So you can crush it on Friday. <laughs> you can absolutely crush it on Friday. So I like it. That's the way they do it, man. Because um, it could be a guy. Hold on. When I was in the league, it was um, it was nine hundred ninety eight dollars a pound. Oh, really? What? That much? What? That, that's nothing. That's way more than that now. Damn. Way geez. more than that now. I remember one time I went in. Uh, it's my third year. I went in, and I went in like 12 pounds underweight. Okay. I just knew I was good. 12 pounds underweight. That and, much? Uh, yeah, so I was wow. good. Is that the latest you ever were in the NFL? No, no. Uh, no. Oh. I was, uh, when I first got in the NFL, I was 307. Okay. And I was one of like they said I was one of like twenty people in the NFL were over three hundred pounds back then. Can you imagine Ooh. like that yeah. now? Oh my god! If you're not three hundred, it's it's a it, you know isn't that the big thing with Kelsey? They, they, he's not three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. So I um so I go in and 
or I don't know. We weighed in. I was good. Weighed on Monday. Weighed in on Thursday. I was still like eight pounds over. For some reason, he made us weigh in on Friday. Oh man, was this and Ray? Who, who did? Who was Ray? Who yeah, you? Ray. Yeah, yeah. And I went to weigh in. And I was two pounds over. Damn. I'm like, dude, you just, you just made us weigh in three times this week. I knew I'd catch you some some of suckers again. I'm like, come on, man. That's being petty now, man. Is there is there ever an opportunity? I know this probably isn't healthy, but like, can you say, hey, can I come back later today? And and you just try and work it off real quick if it's only like two pounds. No, no, I I, I go into the steam room. I could go in. I could have went in and steamed it off. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, you just gonna get this two thousand this time. You gonna get this two thousand dollars, and I'm going about my business. But I was pissed. I was pissed. Yeah, that's 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 to me. That's like you're trying to catch. Like that to me is like weasel kind of move. Yep. You know, like what are you? Doing? It was. It was. You know, and you know it's Thanksgiving. That's just mm-hmm. that's not cool. Um, so you have Green Bay this week, and I gotta ask you. So I'll hit you guys both with this. Um, you're coming off a couple of games where the offense wasn't exactly sizzling, right? Was it wasn't clicking? Are you emphasizing let's get back to who we were, or are you making major adjustments and changes? What does this week look like if you're the Eagles offensively? Get back to who they were. This okay. is exactly why they went in with this mindset this game. They didn't wait till the end of the um uh the beginning of the second quarter to start running the ball. They started running the ball and they saw the success they could have, and things started turning around for them. The time possession, man, is something you know nobody's really talking about. But our time possession has sucked the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah. we've got to get yeah. back to basics. Keeping that, especially this week, going against um, Green Bay. You want to keep him off the field as much as possible. Keep our A Rod on the sideline, pissed off and talking crazy to everybody. Mm-hmm. As long as he's on the yeah. field, he can do something about it. If he's mm-hmm. not on the field, he can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Keep him frustrated. Look with you, I'm with you. I, I mean, think, that- I think. This Packers defense is tailor-made for this Eagles offense to get well. They okay. can't stop the run. They have all kind of communications on the prop. They got three first-round draft picks on the back end of that defense. Well, Eric Stokes is out for the rest of the season now, but they still have a lot of talent on the back end of that defense, and they have all kind of communication problems in pass coverage. It's been a problem all season long. Um, I think this is a tailor-made game for this Eagles offense to get right. Yeah, I was looking at the Packers, some of their numbers, Derek. Um, They are overall, you know, in terms of points, they're sixth. You know, they're doing doing a a, a pretty nice job there. Um, Mm -hmm. Against the rush, though, they're 24th. You can run on them. Yep. Uh, Yep. uh, The passing game is where you could struggle. They're fifth in the run and and against the pass. So there's a real disparity with them between the run and the pass. I I will tell you this. Keep a close eye on Preston Smith coming off that side. Mulatto's on. Preston Smith yeah. is the back pass rusher. Uh, now that um, um, the, 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 the other uh, – Gary is out for the season with a knee injury. Rashad, Rashawn Gary was a first-round draft pick out of Michigan a few years ago. He yeah. was having a great year. He got hurt. He's out for the season. Preston Smith is a beast coming off that edge on, on my lot of side. Keep an eye out for him. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that uh, – your, but, Barrett, your point also uh, – Get Rodgers, you know, in his own head early. Get him angered. Get him frustrated. Uh, the thing you can't let is the speed of Christian Watson get you because he's gotten the last two teams, uh, the last two Absolutely, weeks. absolutely. You got to go in. You got to make sure you, you de- defense him in a way in which you don't let him loose. Yeah. Don't give him any hope of being a good, you know, a good player. 
Yeah, because he started to gain exactly. some confidence and feel good about himself. And Rodgers, I think, is we had Rob Domofsky on a little bit earlier. Feels like he's starting to get a little trust in him. Yep. Where he's going to be throwing him the ball and getting yeah. a little bit more involved. Yeah. And don't let that kid get behind you because you're not going to catch him in open. No, space. he can move. He can move. He's I I, I don't move. know. Like I thought Slay was better this past week, but I still don't think he's right. Something's off with him a little bit too. It, That's two games in a row now. Yeah, been a little bit of a struggle for him. So he's going to, you know, need to get back to being who he was. Um, that's for sure. All right. So that'll do it for today. A lot of fun, as always. We appreciate everybody what? hanging out with us. We're done. We're done. Well, you you can keep going. We always give you that option, Derek. Yeah. Barrett wow. and I are out of here, but you can keep, you, wow. you're more than welcome to keep going, man. I was just warming up. Yes. Not me. My face feel is going to fall off right Yeah, now. Barrett, good job oh. getting through this. Yeah, man. man. You're a trooper, dog. Do you have to do TV after this? Yes. Oof. All right. Hope your teeth there. don't pop out while you're talking on, on TV. And that ABC. would be a viral moment, man. It would be, it would be good. It'd be really good. No, hey, All Rob, right. have, the, have the tooth pop out and hit his co-host in the eyeball. Exactly. <laughs> hit some arrow in the head or one of those yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, be like, what is this? Rube, one of those guys. Hit one of them. Um, all right. Uh, I want to thank Xander Krause for producing the program. I want to thank all of you in the chat section, all of you streaming, all of you listening. And coming up next, we have the National Football Show with the one and only Dan Cilio. We're back tomorrow, same time. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Have a great, great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. And for Derek Barrett, I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. We will see you tomorrow, same time. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.